0: Welcome to the first free two hours of the BingeCast on the Binge Media Podcast Network. All of our listeners receive the first two hours of the BingeCast for free, while premium members receive the full binge. The entire four-hour show available exclusively at patreon.com slash binge media. And they'll get early access to the show 24 hours before everyone else. For only $5 a month, premium members also get access to exclusive shows, drink and shot recipes, and our monthly happy hour on Discord. Sign up at patreon.com slash binge media to join us today for only $5 a month. And now, The Binge Cast.
1: To one and all, it's time to start the fucking show. So, gather all your alcohol and everyone you know. It's time to raise our glasses, then we'll get another round. And we all know that the binge cast is the greatest show around. Four out of ten. Baba Baba Diggy, it's the binge cast show. What? Baba Baba Diggy, it's the greatest show we know. I know, eh? Baba Baba Diggy, it's the binge cast show. Baba Baba Dicky, it's the greatest show we know. I'm gonna slap your dick. We'll talk about the movies that we fucking watched this week. <laughs> so we'll answer all the Google voice and round up some TV. Fuck Let off. Us toast until the morning comes and celebrate, we will. And we'll never stop drinking till we become it. a Bendy Bill. Hey! Baba Baba dicky it's the Binge Cash Show. Baba <laughs> Baba Dickie, it's the greatest show we know. Baba Baba dicky it's the Binge Cash Show. <laughs> Baba Baba Diggy, it's the greatest show we know. And the
0: white women
2: at? <laughs> Welcome to the binge cast. My name is Jim Law. I am recording with the brand newly nuptialed Jack Falvey.
3: Yo yo yo, Jim Law. How's it going?
2: It is uh, going fantastic. I thought maybe your theme song would have uh, changed. Uh,
3: your yeah, well, here. you know, it's uh, got, got got word late this week that I was, uh, you know, going to be on a bench cast. So oh. we'll see you about next time. We'll see you about next time. But uh, you know, go with the old reliable, inglorious bastards.
4: So,
2: you know, um, you oh. All those weeks and years of me bugging you about your wedding, it finally happened last week. I was so excited. Did you hear us talking about it? Yeah, I did. I did.
3: (laughs) It came came together eventually, you know, under uh, much duress, many, uh, I don't know, concessions made to to get it to happen. Second worst year of all time to schedule a wedding, but you know, it happened. It's done. Got the rings.
5: What's the first
3: year? I would say last year was probably the worst year to... Have a wedding, you know, schedule the wedding at least this year. You know, we, we were able to uh circumvent some of the uh the bullshit, which was uh which ended up being a good thing. Just uh, you know, it was uh, it was tricky, it was a tricky experience. So,
2: but when you guys at the end of the day, you're like, Yeah, we pulled that off, it was pretty good.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely. I mean, you know, little little hiccups here and there. I think uh, you might have noticed this, but on the zoom meeting. Uh, we were originally supposed to go and say hi to everybody on the Zoom meeting, but uh, unfortunately our tech turned it off a little a little too soon. So, uh, you know, li- little quirks and things like that. But uh, at the end of the day, it got done. It was, uh, you know, it was kind of what we wanted to do. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I never have to fucking do that again.
2: <laughs> I, just, I was getting such a Lollapalooza vibes so of you walking around in front of the camera, like you just, you looked exactly like you did. When we right. were getting set to do Lollapalooza, and it was hilarious to me. Like, I was just like, oh, look, Jackie's fucking stressed out. And, like, so, someone, like I, was, <laughs> I was doing a commentary, like, me and Like so Someone would come and talk to you, and I'd just be like, oh, get the fuck away from me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. It was a very, uh, I don't know, unique experience because, you know, not to get into, like, all the weeds here, but Meg and I put together the whole wedding. So every vendor was either friend or family. We put together the schedule, where we were going to be, how it was going to happen, all that stuff. We didn't have a planner, you know. The the, the parents that we have, they didn't plan anything. It was all us. Right. So, when the Zoom meeting starts, it's I don't know, fifteen minutes before the ceremony started, something like that, and people are filling into the room, which you had kind of a limited view of the room, right? But yeah, if you watch that. Video, I, I posted it on the uh, the Facebook group there If you ever want to go back and look at it I don't know who would But it's kind of funny for me Because I had to cue the flower girls I had to cue the different songs That would play during the ceremony I had to cue when the bride would start walking down the stairs. Like I <laughs> cued everything because I put it together. So it was one of those things where I was I was the groom, but I was also like the fucking manager of the thing, <laughs> which which is kind of funny in hindsight. But it all went off fine, so you know it's all good. It's all good.
2: Um, there was the, the, the whoever who was controlling the camera for the zooming.
3: Uh, that was a, a guy uh, that works for my dad. So
2: okay, because he teased us a couple times. He moved it around. I was like, oh, we get to see more, and then yeah. he just put it back and never moved it again. <laughs> it's
3: like, yeah, God yeah. damn it! <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's such. A, honestly, this could be a podcast unto itself. So, so. <laughs> The room, right? What you yeah. saw from the room was, was as you look at it, the right side of the room, okay? The left yeah. and underneath the little balcony where the camera was and where, like, the front of house sound and all that stuff was were all the tables for everybody. So we had 100 people seated underneath there.
5: Oh, Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah. So what you saw was a very small glimpse of of everything that was going on in there. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a place to put the camera where you could see the stage yeah. and everything else, you know? Um yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm telling you, like, literally every single thing was thought through with that whole process, including and up to, you know, when Meg comes down the stairs, her, you know, her dad hands her off to her brother, her brother hands her off to me, and I started, as you're looking at the frame on the left side, stage yeah, right... Yeah. but then flipped around so that Meg would be more visible in the Zoom meeting, you know? So, like, sure. we even thought through that shit. It was just like, oh, my God. The the day before, <laughs> like, Meg was setting up the uh, the tables out, out front as people walk in. I swear to God, we looked at, like, 80 different configurations of six candles and a couple of fucking framed pictures. <laughs> uh, I, at, at that point, if somebody handed me the gun, I, w- I would have just ended it there. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> But, well, yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was okay. Uh, I, I, am not going to lie. I was, uh, I was missing the binge folk. It, uh, it's, it's, it's a shame, but, uh, you know, we're hoping that next year we can, uh, we put something together. So stay tuned on that.
2: Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. And, uh, you mentioned the binge folks, uh, and we mentioned a little bit about it when we reviewed your wedding, um, mm-hmm. Fucking Kupka. We just all got obsessed with Kupka because he turned his (laughs) camera on for some reason. And we didn't know what was going on. And it was the funniest fucking thing ever. Like, we just watched Cupca for, like, the the whole rest of the night. It was fucking great.
3: I mean, it's just phenomenal whenever you get an opportunity like that to get some prime screenshots for, uh, you know, future (laughs) profile pics and social media. It's just amazing.
2: I go to to Call Jack tonight uh, to start the show. And the picture of fucking Kupka pops up. And I'm like, oh my god, did I call Kupka? I don't want to call Kafka." And I'm like fucking rushing to my fucking laptop. Uh, it's just Jack <laughs> using a profile picture of Kupka. It's very confusing. Well,
3: you know, you see something like that, you don't squander it. You, you gotta you gotta do something with it. So there it is. But...
2: There it is. It's staring at me all night. God damn it. That's right.
3: That's right.
5: <sighs>
2: all right. Well, tonight oh. we got a whole bunch of stuff. Myrno and Yes Pete are both out. I think they both quit the show and the site. And uh, well, i will never see them again. Oh, man man. Um, so it's me and Jack from here on out. Uh, I'm just joking. They're not, uh, they're just busy. And.
3: <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't it, serious? Well, fuck you, no, man.
2: I'm out of here. <laughs> totally not joking. I mean, I totally am joking. Um, Pete has a gig. Moreno is uh, he's, he's in that moving fucking lifestyle mode right now. So that's mm. no time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we got lots of, I mean, I don't have a lot that I've watched. I don't know what, we never really discussed, Jack, what you've watched, but uh, I'm sure we'll have lots of talk about. Yeah, yeah. Either way. I do want to talk about, you know, if you join us on Patreon, you get to listen to the full binge, and mm. we pre-recorded the full binge this week, that's why I can talk to you about it so relentlessly, and mm. tell Jack about it, because he wasn't on. It was me, Marno, and Pete earlier in the week, and we did a Mary Fuck Kill, and oh, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm honestly going to say, from the, uh, uh, to compare it to the last one, the suggestions from the listeners were... Mm. Some of them okay. were fucking just phenomenal. Like we, I would read it out, and all of us would just go, "Oh fuck, this is a good one," <laughs> and we really it'd take us back. You know what I mean? Like we'd all have to take a second. Right. No one would want to go first because we want to hear what the other person says to give us a kind of an idea of which way we want to go. Sure. And that's that's I mean that's that's the tale of a of a good fucking um, Mary fuck kill right there. You don't yeah. you don't know what you want to do.
3: I mean, I, I gotta tell you, my uh, my cousin Tara, she fucking loves the Mary Fuck Kill episodes, so she's gonna be very excited for this. I think
2: Tara had an entry. Yes, she was very very vocal after the last Mary Fuck Kill. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> even talked to her on the uh, on the fucking meetup, the the hangouts, or where the fuck is it? What is it called? Oh, the happy hour.
3: Yeah, happy hour yep.
2: Uh, so that's another thing you get on Patreon, a happy hour every month. Um, we get together, I think, maybe the last Friday of the month, and uh, we kind of hang out. We talk. Uh, last time we did a tournament. There's been games played. Uh, any of the patrons that want are invited to join us on a call, mm-hmm. a live call on a Friday night. That's fantastic. And yeah. uh, we got a bunch of other exclusive shows on the on the Patreon exclusivity, including PDMCs. Commentaries And Jack, mm-hmm. you have a show that is mm-hmm. exclusive to Big Truck. Can you tell me about
3: it? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> well, you know, resurrected the Jack Attack Tuesday moniker for this. But, uh, yeah, I decided early in the year that I was going to try a 365 movie a year challenge. And uh, I'm still rolling along. Um, every week I drop in. I give you the last seven movies or single seasons of a television show that I watched. I do a quick rating. It's kind of a quick in-out type thing, you know. Maybe maybe fifteen minutes an episode, something like that. Right. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting experience. I, I I gotta say, I'm almost halfway through. Actually, you know what? No, I did hit the halfway mark already. I I, I knew if I did it where like I watched a movie a day, that was never gonna fucking work. It's just right. it's not feasible, you know. Yeah. But I figured I could make the the. You know, make up the numbers as I go. And uh, I actually, as, as I record this, I'm looking at my uh, my spreadsheet right now. And I have hit past the halfway mark. So, um, yeah, it's it's fun. I encourage anybody that's really into film or, or or anything like this. You know, obviously 365 is fucking insane. But doing something like this, you know, I've heard of people like reading 12 books a year. You know, every month they'll read a book or something like that. I like the idea of staying accountable and and kind of using it to, like, push yourself through and watch stuff that, you know, has been on the docket for years or, um, you know, just shit that you never would, uh, I don't know, would have, would have thought to watch. Um, it's really exposed me to a lot of different things so far, and I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for the second half of the year. So,
2: so what, uh, I don't understand the, the TV aspect of it, so... You're saying if you watch an entire season of television that you've never watched before, that counts as one?
3: That's what I've been doing, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, but why would you do that then? Like, like why wouldn't you just do movies? It's so much easier.
3: Because, well, well, here's why. It's actually an easy way for me to pad the stats. Because, like, I'm going to watch Loki as it comes out. So, when all six episodes of Loki are out, I get a free entry. You know, I kind of look at it that way. So, Bad Batch, keeping up with that. I'll probably talk about that later on. That's another one. It's like, okay, extra movie I can throw on the list. Then there's other stuff too. Um, uh, what, what is it? The, the outsider, right? That's one thing I want to watch this year. That's kind of like a single season thing. And it, I don't know. It's it's one story. It kind of made sense to me to like mm-hmm. categorize it that way. So if I get far enough ahead with the movies, I've been throwing in a TV series here and there just to kind of break it up, you know. So what
2: what, uh, what TV shows have you done already?
3: Ooh, good question. Um, let's see here. I'm <laughs> looking through the list. Okay, so like, uh, you know, I I Letter Letterkenny, so I had season 9 of Letterkenny I knocked out. Um, another one I'm going to talk about in TV roundup uh that I just finished. Um, let's see here. Not a ton of TV so far because I've been working so hard to get ahead on the movies, you know. Also, you got um, married a couple weeks ago. That yeah, that that kind of that kind of pushed me back a little bit. Um, uh, season two is Solar Opposites. That was another one. Um, you know, shit like that. It, I haven't I, honestly. I haven't hit the TV shows as hard yet because I've been so I don't know nuts on on the movies. Um, but the plan is to knock out a couple of things. Uh, what's one? Um, Generation Kill. That's one of the David Simon shows. I've always wanted to watch that. Um, you know, shit like that. So it's it's, it's going, man. It's going. I
2: I, I looked. But I have to work to do that because I'm not watching
3: anything like that. It's it's brutal. Um, Yeah. As I record this, I've done 180 movies, 181 movies. Yeah. All
2: first-time watches, right?
3: Everything is brand new to me. I I think there was one that I had, like, as I watched it, I realized that at some point I'd seen pieces of it, but I didn't know that's what it was. So it was still new to me when I watched it. Um but yeah everything is brand new so um, doesn't mean it's 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 brand new in terms of like came out this year you know I've, I've thrown in stuff like you know Annie Hall or, or you know uh, Lair cake was one that was like a huge blind spot for me for some reason I did the um, the link ladder before trilogy I'd never seen those so a lot of stuff like that a lot of horror movies ton of Joe Bob Briggs movies um, lot a lot of stuff there he, he that is dude I don't know if you're on that at all but Joe Bob Briggs on shutter. He is the fucking man. All like everything I've seen from Joe Bob. Some of the movies are absolute shit, but him narrating them and kind of like taking you through them—so much okay. fun. Yeah. Um, just the best, the the absolute best. But well, yeah.
2: And is is there an audio version of that? Is it an audio version or is it just a video?
3: No, no, it's it's the movie. So what they do is, you know, they they treat it like a season of television. But say, you know, he'll do like fourteen movies in a weekend. Mm-hmm. and they show them on shutter with him kind of doing an intro and then basically at a quarter every quarter of the movie he stops the movie and he like either interviews somebody who was part of the movie or gives you some facts about it or kind of keeps you involved um it's it's a little bit unique it's kind of like the Elvira thing back in the day yeah. um but a, a lot of fun i mean i, I I, I've posted a couple of times on the fucking Facebook group about it, but I absolutely—I I knew nothing about Joe Bob Briggs before this year. I fucking love Joe Bob Briggs. He—he he is the shit. Uh, his show is great. I—I I, I can't say enough good stuff about it. He is a hundred percent on the binge media wavelength. Uh, so if anybody's even remotely interested in this shit, go and check it out. It's a ton of fun. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. So that's uh, yeah, that's Jack's show on uh, exclusive. On patreon mm-hmm. like i said uh commentaries full binge which this week is just out of control um your, i can't your, wait <laughs> your cousin tara's gonna absolutely fucking love this one um and uh yeah um it's been a lot of fun doing these uh these full binge shows so uh get some money if you're already on patreon get somebody else tell them about it fucking that's fantastic. right all right, that's right. um but uh, I've told you a little bit of what we're going to do tonight We're going to talk about some movies, some TV, we're going to do some Google Voice But uh, Jack, uh, do you have a f- little snippet of what happened last week? Oh
3: yeah, I do, I think it's uh, right here
0: Here's what you missed this week on the Binge Media Podcast Network The Full Binge Jim Law, suck on my
1: balls Pirates of the interruption Alright, what else oh. we got
2: in the news? Yeah, what do we got?
1: Christine is getting a reboot by Sony
2: and Blumhouse. All right, so this book, at the time when it came out, was a big deal. It was very interesting. A killer car. There's been so many things that have kind of bitten off this over the years or whatever. But when it first came out, I'm just thinking about when it first came out. It was, a, it was a huge, huge deal. Now, this falls into the category of it, because I wasn't a huge it miniseries guy. I thought it was fucking horrendous. Yeah, 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 So, I feel like the, the, the remakes of It are fucking far superior. Am I interested in a Chris Kueh remake? I just feel like the subject matter is not going to work. I don't hate the idea of
0: It coming back for a remake. I just don't know how they can change it. Modern audiences
1: Just don't know I don't know if anyone I don't think it's gonna have That scare factor It's gonna have to be Gory They're gonna really have to Like up the ante here With a killer
2: car Okay so Say they do Do it in modern times what kind of car do they use? Because Christine, as a car, is recognizable, right? I, I think you got two options there. You can go Tesla
0: and get that whole, like, buy-in there. Or you could go just straight Grave Digger style. Monster Truck. Monster <laughs> Truck oh,
2: style. like a big-ass fucking...
0: Yeah, I mean, what? Just go for
6: it at that point. Yeah. The Binge Aftertaste. Ghostbusters 2016, released July 15th. 2016 budget was $144 million box office $229 million so Holtzman breaks a guitar and they emerge from the concert celebrities all right boys we're I don't know a little more than halfway in how are we feeling about the movie at this point are we having a good time are we letting the backlash kind of get to us and we kind of have negative connotations
1: I'm enjoying myself but at the same time I can't say I'm wowed it's about what I expected as far as quality goes, you know? It's got the Ghostbusters name, they're tweaking it a little bit, but I still don't feel like it's justifying its existence yet.
6: I'm kind of on the same page as Matt. I enjoy it. I don't hate it by any means. I I don't understand the backlash whatsoever. I'm not laughing as much as I wish I was the film you know obviously having a comedic presence doesn't make me overly bust out laughing and especially something who was watched as you know old episodes of the office and Bridesmaids. me I was expecting more but it's it's no doubt entertaining to say the least so we get more dancing god damn I forgot how much <laughs> fucking dancing was in this goddamn movie yeah uh,
4: and this is not what i wanted to see considering bmx just died
6: oh that's right goddamn Here's the second part of the Bill Murray cameo, and Matt, you touched on this earlier. He just does not look like he wants to be no.
4: I think he, he, he gave so a little of a fuck. He demanded that they wheel the camera into his house to record his initial cameo.
0: Movie Homework, exclusively on Patreon.
3: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Movie Homework, our fourth entry in our Western series special episode. So it only made sense to finally get to what has been, uh, I don't know. Pumped up is one of the most contentious podcasts of all time. Here, <laughs> um, only, no only second to the Magnolia commentary that Jim Law and I will be doing. So, uh, No Country for Old Men. So, I've told uh, stories about this in the past on uh, on a few different podcasts. Um, I will give you the, the bullet points here, just so that we know where everybody stands. Okay, so I am a I'm a big Coen Brothers fan. Lebowski, obviously top three movie for me. I love almost all the Coen Brothers movies. This one has always been tough for me. Saw it in the theater. My initial reaction to the movie when the credits started rolling was, that was it. I said it very loudly and kind of stormed out of the theater. I have a good time watching some scenes, for sure. You know, I think that I will never say a bad thing about the performances, even even Tommy Lee Jones. They're cast amazingly well, especially given Shiger's differences from the book, too. It's just a great cinematic character. But I just have so many issues that I can't parse in my head when I watch this movie of... It just feels like there's one there's a one story happening and there's this other sort of meta commentary on the story from a character who is barely involved in the events of story one. It just doesn't work for me. In the realm of Coen Brothers movies, this is I, I guess it's near the bottom. I love Coen Brothers movies though, so that doesn't necessarily make it a terrible movie. It just it do, I, I don't connect with this at all. I just don't. I guess it's on 10. I, I would go on
0: 10 for this. You're a piece of shit. To listen to the full binge and other exclusive content sign up for the binge media patreon at patreon.com slash binge media and now back to the show they treated me like a vampire Treated me like
6: a vampire
5: oh,
2: you know i'd love to have a really long conversation about just that but i don't want to spoil like that show like if people want to listen to that conversation sure please go download that show and sure uh fucking check it out but let me just say my piece on it. You don't have to answer me. You don't have to... If I can respond to this, what's what? Sure. Babe. It is astonishing to me. Like, I cannot... For the life of me... Giving the intro that you gave on, on said show... Sure. How you love Coen Brothers, you do... That something had gotten... It, this is what I think. Something had gotten into your mind before you saw it or you were with somebody... When you saw it, that absolutely was not on the same page as you going into it, and, and kind of rubbed off on you. Am I correct in either one of them? Um,
3: you're correct in number one. You're incorrect in number two. I was the only person out of my group of friends who felt the way that I did, and to this day feels that way.
2: So Okay. So. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Like uh, Okay.
3: Make... So, I'm not going to ruin that episode, okay. you know, obviously... Go go and give that a listen, but I I'll say this I I had read the book beforehand, so I was a fan of the book before. So when you say it was something in my head, the book was very much in my head when I went to see that movie. So,
2: okay. all right, I guess that's it. I guess, yeah, and I I mean I never read the book, so there it is. Right? I don't understand. Maybe it because I, I never the book. yeah, it has to be. I mean obviously.
3: Yeah, uh, go subscribe sorry. on Patreon to hear more.
2: <laughs> but, but at the same time, I mean, there's been... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just really drastically different. I can't actually... I'm not even in the right to comment on it because I never read the book, so I don't know. But I've read books and saw movies where I I, I thought the movie was ridiculously worse than the book, but it's still a decent movie. Like, sure, I can still appreciate sure. it being a decent movie. Like Ready Player One was fucking you know, mind-boggling to me when I read it sure In the movie very very different but i could appreciate the movie for what it did differently and what it could do you know what i mean yeah. so i, I could yeah. enjoy both at the same time i know it's not a great example like the very different films I, a bunch of men and really one
3: yeah yeah um the 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 thing about no country i don't know why I, I to this day i still am one of the only people who ever brings this specific thing up but i i just can't get it out of my head i can't i can't not See that—that's—that's that's the tough thing for me. So, if you want to find out what that is, go check out Movie Homework: No Country for Old Men. So, All
2: right. Movie Homework is the only show I've never been on this network. Uh, we gotta—we
3: can remedy that. We can fix that. I think I know the guy behind that. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad C? Is he running the
3: show? Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's—I think he's like in fucking Spain right now or some bullshit. So.
2: This fucking guy—he eh? starts—he does a, a draft with us. And he goes. Anyways, I'll see you in a year when I have the result. Like, what do you? What uh, we don't even know who's winning or anything. <laughs> oh, you got. Oh, to put, put a little more pressure on him. Right. Yeah, all the big movies are coming out, but I'm going to miss binge views for a month. Cool. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Emil Hirsch looking motherfucker. Love you, Chancy. <laughs> oh,
2: all right. <laughs> Uh, uh, as for tonight's show. Now, I don't think we had any voicemail last week. But this week we are going to make up for it. Jack, do, do you have a um,
4: voicemail
6: soundboard?
5: Do I? Nate,
4: this song deserves
1: a goovy. Hey, leave a voicemail. The big cast plays it. So here's their number 7084069546. It's time for Gooka Boys. Transcribing. So here's the number seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six.
2: Pete's mm. doing that live somewhere. He's doing all sounders tonight. I heard. <laughs> oh. nobody knows what's going on there. Why? Just, why aren't we there? What the he's fuck? Just throwing, throwing beer at him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who's Mike Sampson? Get off the stage! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Alright, all right. uh, what phone number is 7084069546 to leave a voicemail. Uh, we have, we have a few, so let's see what we got.
6: Your backyard friends, the backyard again. What's going on?
2: You hearing that at all? I can't, no, it's very, very, uh, wonderful. Ah, fuck. Let's see, let's see
3: what I can do here. Let's try. A little technical, uh, a little technical stuff here. Some live adjustments. Well, you know, the guy sometimes. who ran
2: his own wedding. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, Can I'm all out of fucking. I do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm all out of running shit. You know. Uh, let's see if this one's louder. I'll try that. Where's, my, where's my volume control, bastard? Bastard. There it is, keep volume. Alright, try this one. See. Let me know if you can hear this. Okay.
6: Your backyard, okay. friends, the yeah. backyard again.
3: Oh, come on. Get come
2: on. Uh, okay. Get louder, get louder. Uh, <laughs> oh, I started hearing it there just a little bit, but this is stupid, so we gotta figure something else out here. Um, I can play them on my phone, maybe? Yeah, let's,
3: let's, uh, which one's this? Let me see how this comes through. Hold on, hold on, stand by. Stand by. I think I might have another solution. All right, people, sorry. Uh, figuring this out on the fly. Here we go. Let me do this instead. Hold on, I almost got it. We're going to plug this in over here. We're going to go this way. Law, is this better? Okay. Review up
6: ah. your backyard friends, the backyard again. What's going on, cocksuckers? Really good times here. Uh, calling in with some kids show reviews. Um, as I start the review up with cocksuckers, but other than that, um, I didn't realize we were allowed to review the backyard agains on fucking the bench cast. <laughs> So it's apparently a lot of y'all know what's going on here. The fucking pirate episode, a pirate says, a pirate says, rah! fucking, I had listened to that show for like 97 times in a row when my kids were younger, driving up through the great north, as they call it, Canada, home of the uh, <laughs> the one Jim Law, I don't know, was him with a cool nickname there, and I failed. Um, but yeah, Jim Law, fucking, he's from Canada. Um, yeah, so, I don't have much to say other than now we're talking about the backyard again. So, that's fun. Anyway, um, Moreno, I hope to see you in a fucking week when I come through. And if I don't see you, then I'm gonna fucking find out where either your old or your new place is. And I'm gonna leave a fucking Cleveland steamer. (laughs) Not Cleveland steamer, that's on your chest. I'm just gonna light some poop on fire and put it on your fucking doorstep. Uh,. Yeah, that's all I got.
2: I don't know. I'm
3: fucking... What the fuck was that? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, review of the backyardigans and then a threat to uh, lights and poop on fires. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's, sounds like he was But you know what? I'm
2: not going to complain. That's fucking... That's Billy times right there. Yeah. Man. That is a classic Billy Good times call.
3: That's right. That's right. That's what you
2: want, that's so... Right. I didn't know he. I think he figured out he was calling us like midway. He's like, "What am I doing?" Oh, but, hey guys, fucking <laughs> cocksuckers and shit. Ah, like you know what I mean. Like he didn't even know what to say. And I that,
3: mean, he sounded like he was having a good time. So
2: <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did.
3: all right. All right. Next voicemail. Let's see what we got.
6: Hey, what's going on, boys? Still any good times here. Um, I think it's safe to say we don't really need to discuss that on the last phone call. I'm not proud of it. You're not proud of me for it. I, mean, I think we really just need to kind of move on together with our lives. Sorry, this guy's right here. That... Alright, cool. I can't get inside the gate now. Anyway, um, so I had a, uh, would you rather for you guys? Um, I was wondering, would you rather be blind and so you can only hear a movie or deaf and you can only watch a movie. Now I think obviously since they're subtitles um, the preference is going to be blind or I'm sorry deaf because then you can uh, still uh, see what's going on inside. There's some part of my fucking driveway now too. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the preference is going to be right that you're deaf because then you can put subtitles on you can still see what's going on. But does it affect you at all, considering, like, a composer score? Um, you know, like, the, let's say, the Avengers theme song and, uh, you know, some of those more important and monumentous scores that are part of them. Do you feel like you would be missing anything in the movies if you did not get to witness that? Anyway, um, apparently I cannot fucking get to my own house today because people are driving me nuts. So I'm going to leave it there. So let and do it.
2: All right this is a really good question because hmm. as he was asking I'm thinking in my head and then he kind of nailed what I was thinking about like I, at first I immediately I'm like I think I'd rather be um, blind for movies I've seen but deaf okay. for movies that I haven't seen okay. you know what I'm saying but, sure. then, but then you start thinking about it you're like oh, how, how much are you missing of a movie if you're just reading it like you know what I mean like
3: yeah, yeah,
2: and that's it's telling just the way I'm saying it because I'd rather I'd rather be blind for movies that I've seen because and not every movie I've seen by the way like I, you know if, if I'm if I go blind I'm gonna watch like fucking I mean I'm not gonna watch any movies but I'm gonna listen <laughs> I'm gonna listen sure, sure. to like maybe twelve movies because that, yeah. I know how they're going to affect me because of the score exactly what right. Bruce said right. um but if I'm deaf going forward. I mean, that, that's going to affect almost, it, obviously, it's, it's, it's going to change everything for every movie you ever watch, especially if it does have the opportunity to impact you. Like, um, and he brought up the actual movie I was thinking about when I was going through this process, the, the endgame scene of Avengers mm-hmm. Assemble. I could listen to that. Like, I could literally put that on my fucking phone and listen to that moment and oh, get goosebumps. Yes, fuck yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's it, it fucking, it's incredible. Yeah, But, but I, I would never get. I would never be able to get that experience again if I just did the whole watch subtitles and never be able to hear a movie again. So this is a weird fucking question. I don't even know how to answer it. What do you think? All right.
3: So I think it's unquestionably I would rather be deaf. And I think it's for a couple of reasons. But I, I'm – so I'm trying to think. Like what are the best – what's the best theater you can go to, right? So thinking of a Dolby Atmos, right? Dol- Dolby Atmos. Okay. So when you go to a Dolby Atmos theater, right – You have the visual of a fucking IMAX screen in front of you. You're in a recliner, and there's sound above you, beneath you, on your left and right, in front of you, behind you, and in the seat. Now, you... uh, How how do I explain this? I have a relative who's deaf, okay? Um, She has, like, cochlear implants, and you know she she has like a uh, she she has the things in Sound of Metal the cochlear implants and that if you've seen that that's that's what right. she's had in her head for like 15 years, okay. and she turns her she she says you know she'll turn her ears on or off depending on the situation right so one thing that she can do when it comes to music is she can experience music by sitting right next to the the bass you know and, and actually feeling the vibrations of the music like physically, like if she puts her arm on it or if she's close enough where she, she can kind of sense it in her ears. Now, now obviously she has, you know, she's deaf, so the sense of, not just the sense of hearing, but like the nerve endings in her ears don't interpret that the same way. So that's, you know, it's part of her deafness. Yeah. But deaf people can experience noise through bass and through the, like the physical movement of the speakers. So if you're asking me which one I want to have I definitely need the visual. And if I'm going to imagine one or the other, I would rather have the visual aid and the ability to read subtitles with the ability to sit next to a speaker and at least get the sense of what's there, you know. Whereas if it's the other way around, you could have the hearing and be able to hear what's going on, but I mean, you know, you you just movies are a visual medium, you know like I feel like you lose so much of of what any movie is without the visual to put together. You mentioned you would want it that way for movies that you know, right? Like you could listen to a Tarantino movie as a podcast and have a great time because the dialogue is oh, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of visual stuff there that you you wouldn't have a reference for. You know, um, there's stuff in like the extended cut of the Hateful Eight that is all about like you know something's being said but one character is looking at another character and indicating that someone's lying right, right. you would never be able to pick up on that if you were blind you know yeah
5: absolutely
3: so if it's me i think if you're deaf you have a path towards in like like interpreting and enjoying a movie if you're blind really your only option is somebody you know sitting next to you telling you everything that happens which i think all of us have experienced at one point or another in a movie theater <laughs> which sucks, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's, that's my answer. I, I would if, if I had to make that choice, and it's a shitty choice, but if I had to, I'd rather be deaf because I think I would get more enjoyment out of a movie than if I was blind. But.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's easier to answer, like, if I was always blind or deaf. Right. Now that I've experienced these, these scores and these, these musical moments, you know what I mean? Right. Like, imagine watching Almost Famous... With no sound. I mean, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just a fucking... It's not a good movie at all, I think. No. No. Um. So, but it, it's just like... If I was... Oh, but if I was always deaf... If I was always blind... I'd always want to be deaf. Right. right. So, yeah, I could see the visual. I could see Han Solo. I could see Indiana Jones. Right. I could see Godzilla fight Kong. I could see it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But, because I've already had all these experiences... I'm going to be a bitch and pick and choose what I want to do. And actually, at the end of this, I'm just going to thank God I'm neither because both of those situations are yeah. so horrible. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Pretty, pretty,
3: much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> thank, thank, you, thank you, Thanks, Bruce. really Good Times for that uh,
2: visual or non visual. Whatever. Whatever All it was. was. Whatever it was. <laughs> All right.
3: Oh, boy. Okay. Next voicemail. Let's see what we got. What's up, binge? DM.
1: Oh, 11 a.m. Monday morning. (laughs) I am so hungover. I'm sitting in my car outside my house. I think I'm still drunk, honestly. Uh, But I wanted to just call and thank you guys. Thank you, the three of you, for Monday drops of the big show because I'm going to get through today. I am because I've got the binge cast. And it's four fucking hours long or more. And so I probably won't even finish it today. But Mondays are okay because of you guys. So just, I don't know if you guys heard it. Just farted. Um, (laughs) Thank you, guys. That's what I wanted to say because it is Monday. I got so fucked up yesterday and I'm feeling like a fucking double bag of shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: If that's not a drop, I mean, come on.
2: You know what? It, it reminded me of like he. It was the exact scene, actually, the beginning of scary movie when uh, Carmen Electra gets called by the fucking killer. Oh, shit. <laughs> he says, "What was that noise?" And she goes, "Oh, I just farted. I didn't think you could hear it." <laughs> exactly, fucking moment. Hold on. Let's see if I can, Let's see if we can get that one more time.
3: Come on, come on. You can do it. Play, play. Of course you're not going to play, you fucking son of a bitch. Oh, oh, you're a bastard. Oh, this is, oh. Hold on, hold on.
1: There's longer more, and so I probably won't even finish it today, but Mondays are okay because of you guys. So just, <laughs> Oh, I don't know if you guys heard it, it's farted. Mondays um, <laughs> <laughs> are okay because of you guys. So just. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard it as far
2: (laughs)
3: as He snuck the first one, and then the second one he had to address it,
2: you know? I think it was an accident. Like, oh, I don't know if you heard that. Well, I guess that was louder than I wanted it to be.
3: Jesus. Thank you, TM. (laughs) All right, let's see. Next voicemail.
7: Hi guys, it's Nate Peterson! Did it, did it, did it, did it. I, I don't know what that was. Um, just calling up to say that I'm loving uh, Jim Law uh, dipping his toe in the British TV uh, world by enjoying Broadchurch. Uh Yeah, guys, you're enjoying it. Very, very good show. Uh, not normally this type of show that I'm into, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and glad that you are too. Um, I thought I'd throw you another British TV recommendation, just in case you're interested in it. Um, It's a show called Line of Duty, and over the past two or three years, it's become probably the biggest show in British TV. Uh, Essentially, it's about an anti-corruption police unit who, each season, they go after a new corrupt policeman. Each Each series is like six episodes. And each series yeah, focuses on one corrupt or seemingly corrupt police officer. Um, and it's trying to nail them for whatever it is they think that they've done. But there's an overarching story. So there's a connection between a lot of these characters, um, which plays out. There's six seasons. So I appreciate that's a lot of, lot of episodes to catch up on. But 36, seasons, 30, 36 episodes. Um, I don't know. It's up to you whether you, you want to give that a go. I mean, it's no not that much more than what you've done with Board Church, I would imagine. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely the biggest show in British TV right like now. It's recently ended, so touch wood, You can catch up with it, and there's no more for you to watch. Um, sorry if I'm too British in this and you needed some subtitles. Uh, I'll uh, I'll send an email to Alex for him to read out, um, and it'll just read, Fuck you. I
2: <laughs> So, I don't know if you can find, like, a little hint of annoyance in Nate's voice, but apparently... Nate recommended Broadchurch to us very many years ago, and I have no recollection of that. Like, I don't remember whatsoever, <laughs> and I just, so he got a little peeved when I just happened to stumble across it on Netflix. Sure. Or whatever the fuck it, yeah, I think it's on Netflix. And um, I just fucking fell in love with it, and he felt like, you know, I told you about this five years ago. So, um, I, what was the name of the show he recommended this time? I, I, I've already forgotten.
3: <laughs> uh, line of Duty.
2: hey Okay, yeah. so, yeah. Uh, Nate, I probably will watch this in five years and give you no credit whatsoever, okay? <laughs> Uh It's probably amazing, and I, I totally agree that it's going to be amazing, but yeah, I, I, I probably won't get to it until it comes to Netflix or something. Mm. Line
3: of Duty. Yep, yep. All right, so before we move on to the next voicemail, okay? Oh, okay. You, this actually reminds me of something, because <clears throat> Nate, Nate's, Nate's voicemail kind of reminded me of something that happens to all of us. So... Uh-huh. When you're listening to one of the anything on the Vinge Media Network, right? Because like we're all we're all friends here. You know, we, we we talk a lot of shit. We have a good time. Yeah. You ever experienced that thing where you're listening to a podcast and everybody's riffing on something, but either like either either they're wrong or like you know the answer, and you're just you, you're like you're, you're almost like trying to talk because <laughs> you feel like you're in the room with them, and you're just like, no, come on, it's this kind of thing, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So. You guys were talking, uh, you, you got a voicemail about uh, great needle drops, right? I think, uh, who was it? It was Afonso, I think, uh, yes. sent it in yes. a week or two ago. It's like, what are the best needle drops in movies? And you guys were trying to think of, like, record drops, and, you know, Boogie Nights was the greatest one, right? Right. So there is no record player in Boogie Nights.
2: <laughs> Myrna said he looked up the video. He was
3: watching it. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> So it's literally It's it's a cassette player And there's like a moment Where where he's like oh, I make these tapes myself I hate how you know albums they, they give you the album They get it Listen to you know, those songs In that order Blah 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 I like to be my he, order he,
2: address, he addresses
0: it
3: He addresses <laughs> the fact That it's a cassette And then And then there's a shot I had it saved It's gone It literally is it Right before Sister Christian starts It goes to the cassette player It's the entire width Of the screen And it just says My awesome mixtape Number six And it starts Sister Christian it's just like, ah, it's fucking great.
2: You know? oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was just like, the moment it got brought up as an idea, I was like, oh my god, is that right? And then Moreno said he was watching it. And the, fucking, and the fucking and you know what he was oh. beating himself up for getting one wrong earlier in the night. Now he's gonna fucking want to just kill him. Ah, everybody's
3: drunk. It is what it is. But it was just I was I was laughing my ass off. I was just like this is fucking great. I was just, like, <laughs> he's, he's like, he talks about the cassette. It's just it, it's the best. It's the best. But it happens all the time.
2: He, he doesn't want to play the album. Like he literally yeah he talks yeah yeah exactly <laughs> 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 oh shit oh fuck anyways oh. have you ever uh, checked out Broadchurch? Uh, uh, no
3: no I haven't I've, I've heard good things uh, just haven't gotten to it yet so uh, I mean
2: I, I will talk it to. I talk about it just a little bit and keep around it because I've only watched uh, a couple episodes season 3 but this is good shit Jack
3: yes. alright alright I, I can move it up I can move it up that docket oh,
2: see then this is I think it's 8 maybe no, 8 episodes
3: okay Okay, yeah. All right, a uh, couple more voicemails for you. Let's see what this one is. What's
6: going on, boys? Billy good times here. I'm going to uh, keep the one short and sweet, and I'm actually going to uh, not fuck the phone up. Um, I have a – I know you guys are recording on Thursday. I have a flight on what is going to be like Saturday night in your guys' time. So if you ever know, I want to pull a couple strings, maybe uh, one – Get like a twelve-hour binge cast or so. that will get me through most of the sixteen-hour flight. Really appreciate that too. If he gets dropped on Sunday, that'd be great. I'd be eternally grateful. If not, you can just suck a boba cock. I guess we'll find out which one you're going to do. Come my Sunday morning. Until then, suck a boba <laughs> What
2: um? What was the second thing he should, like? So I heard twelve-hour binge cast and then it, it went really low for what was the other thing he suggested?
3: Let's see. And of course, why would you play back? Why would you make it easy for me? No, and but do you remember Like, you can just tell me. No, I, no, no, hold on. Maybe,
6: uh, one, get like a 12 hour binge cast or so. That'll get me through most of the 16 hour flight. Really appreciate that. Two, if you get it dropped on Saturday, that'd be great. I'd be eternally oh. grateful. Drop it on if not, Saturday? You can just suck a babacock. Cock. Yeah. I guess we'll find out which one you're going to do.
3: Whatever I think drop it on Saturday, I think he was asking for. So, yeah, he uh. He
2: knows we listen to these on Saturday night. Like, what? Uh, I think he was thinking because of the Thursday oh, recording,
3: maybe they'd get it. Right, yeah. Sorry, sorry,
2: Billy. We we did the full binge on Thursday night, so that we wouldn't have to uh, worry about tonight. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Billy. Good time. No, but no. Uh, no one. Both. How's that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. All right. One more voicemail.
4: Here we go. Hey, fellas. This is Alex. I uh, just want to say hello. I just got back from a really long trip. Jesus. Watched. Uh, I don't know, like, about like 80 movies. Uh, a lot of stuff I just haven't seen yet. I things I haven't caught yet. The only real recommendation, which I'm sure you've already seen at this point, is *Sound of Metal* on Amazon Prime. That's a really great little flick. Uh, really enjoying *Loki*. Loving *Loki* actually. Uh, Clearing away the best of the three Marvel series so far. Uh, *Falcon Winter Soldier* just didn't didn't finish the way I wanted it to. *WandaVision* was clever and smart, but *Loki* just seems to get all the things right. Um, really loving Owen Wilson, loving Owen Wilson, especially in that first episode, really strong. Um, and like in the, the new villain, I forgot how important she was uh, in the comics when I was reading as a kid. And I was like, duh, oh, of course, that's the, that's the character you're going to go with. So really stoked about Loki and every week and Tom Hiddleston, home run every, every episode. So with Loki in mind, here's my question for you. Time travel. You get time travel anywhere in time. Do whatever you want. Where would you go? And don't just go with like, oh, where I can make the most amount of money, or who's the hottest piece of ace that I could get. Like a real interesting time period that you can go to, uh, and let's just say you can make it home. Right, you can go visit, like you're on vacation for a week, and then you then you can come back. All right, to time travel. Hmm, that's a good question.
2: Yeah, it is because if you if you gotta simplify it like Alex is doing. um, That you just you just want to go hang out there. You're not going there for any particular you're not going there to kill fucking Hitler as a baby. You're just you know what I mean? Like you're going there to hang out in this atmosphere of wherever you're going and then you're just to experience it and then you get to come back. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs)
3: I've I've actually I've got a few answers for this, but they're all music related. So it, it, it definitely would be to see something music-related. But the three that immediately come to mind, mm-hmm. and I think they're in this order from one to three. Number one would be to go and see the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. Uh, number two would be the Monterey Pop Festival, the original one from 67 where The Who and Hendrix played. Ah, uh, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, Otis Redding played. Um, and then the third one would be Woodstock. Woodstock, I, okay. Yeah. If, if I could go to to anything in that order that's that's what I, I would just want to see what I mean I know the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show sounds like the least of those three but it's 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 just such like a nexus of of like culture and so many things that came after it it just would be fascinating to see like what the world was like when that happened you know um, yeah I I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be yeah. in any of those yeah see
2: I like those answers I li- so I like like I was thinking uh, you want to go watch the Beatles and Ed Sullivan, and I'm like, well, how do you how do you get tickets? But you're going to go right into the Ed Sullivan Theater, right? You're, just, you're going to be like, that's yeah. where you're going to time travel to? Okay. Uh, okay. I'm just going to time
3: travel as like a fucking, you know, grip next to the camera right, guy okay. or something, you know? Exactly. And then yeah. just zip right out. You know, I don't even need to be there a week. I really need to be there for, uh, what, two songs, three songs, whatever. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, just the recording. Um, oh, yeah. And, and that's interesting because, and then I started thinking about, oh, okay. So if that's... If you can do that, like, you can literally get in anywhere. It's not like, you know, you had to... You're not just going to the time of Woodstock, but you're oh, just right, in right. Woodstock. You're just... Okay. So then I am started thinking, like, oh, maybe I'd go to see Star Wars being filmed. And I'm like, that no, that's stupid. I, I, why would hmm. I want that? I, I mean, it's interesting, but I, I don't think I'd have a great time. Right. I'd be like... I, I, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, it's like <laughs> what am I going to yeah. say? I'm gonna, it's just stupid.
3: I mean, um, if anything, yeah, like- if you were going to go back, you'd go to, like, I don't know, maybe... Opening weekend of Star Wars, in, in with a crowd, right, for the first time.
2: I mean, that would be the thing. But. That would be interesting, because it would just be fun to see all their reactions right.
3: and watch it. Right. And just tell everybody. Or, or, I mean, how many times have we heard about, you know, movies that were just like c- cultural fucking milestones, like The Exorcist, right? Like, when that oh, came yeah. out, lines around the block to see it. Psycho, right? I mean, you couldn't go in after the first five minutes of the movie. That was a big one. Jaws, for the first time, must have been fucking incredible. Like, you know, right. maybe easy answers, but still. I mean, those would be those would be the ones, right?
2: Yeah, but I'm thinking there's something bigger. There's something bigger that... Or not even bigger, just something more... Um, well, what about what about sports-related
3: law? I mean, there, there have oh. got to be games that you wish you were at, right? Oh, my. Yeah.
2: That's amazing.
3: I mean, oh. I would have loved to have been at the pass for a Super Bowl win. I, I mean, any of them, but, like, the first one, that was... That was, or, or the fucking the snowball. I mean, my God, you know, the Raiders fans still bitch about that to this day, but like, still is the greatest kick in NFL history. Like, that would be fucking incredible to see in person.
2: That would be fun. Yeah. Sport, there's a lot of sporting events. I would, yeah. Yeah, I, I to. yeah. All right. I, I'm down with those too. But I'm mm. just, I'm trying to not pinpoint it in that way and just think of an era or. Sure. I, I just don't know. Like, oh, fuck. I don't know. It, it just gets, it's, it's, it's such a broad question. Mm. I do like the sporting thing, though. There's tons of uh, events that I would love to see live. Like uh, the first dunk contest with Jordan. That would be fucking incredible to watch.
3: Um, you know, and I'm just spitballing here, but this, this could actually make for a great top five, maybe top ten show for you guys as a full binge. Just saying. Oh my. Might be worth jumping into. You know, just, just throwing it out there for the people.
2: All right, we'll put some thought into it after the boys listen to this, see what uh, they have on their minds, and uh, see if we can do it. I'm all over the place right now. I don't know if I can come up with fucking ten or whatever the fuck.
3: It's um, a big question, honestly. It's it is a big is. question. It's huge. Uh, it's huge. I'm sure with more I mean, time, I could come up with more answers. But I yeah, mean, th- those are just the ones that immediately
2: came to me. He uh, he took like he took a lot of uh, opportunity, not opportunities, but a lot of. Easy ones away, right? When he says like, "Oh, not just to get like, you're not gonna go back in time and just buy Apple stock." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get right, it. Right. I get like he doesn't want us to do the easy answer like that. But right, if I could hang out with fucking Farley that night, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. just that one night, just hang, just yeah. fucking be the bellboy at the hotel and just say, right. "Hey, yo, you, you, come with me." Uh, there's someone down downstairs that needs to talk to you, and just fucking give him water. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's just there's just moments like that that I would like to change. Sure, sure. And, uh, Fucking Belushi, let's put the 8-ball down. You know what I mean? Let's just not do the 8-ball right now.
3: Yeah, maybe a good and idea. And
2: we'll go to this other club, and we'll listen to some fucking jazz.
3: I mean, fuck. You know, find out wherever fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman was and buy him a pizza or something. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, you know? Anything. fuck. Yeah. Well, that... See, now that gets tricky, though. So Alex didn't stipulate one way or another, but, you know, the fact that he said, you go back for a week and come back, I, I have to assume he's... He's, you know, to come back, you can't change the past, right? Because that's the whole back to the future thing. So you wouldn't necessarily be able to do that unless you were willing to live with the world that you were stuck in then. So right. I don't know if that necessarily would adhere to the rules that Alex put forth. But maybe it does, because it's all made up anyways. So.
2: I feel like if I saved Chris Farley's life, Trump wouldn't be president. Because imagine <laughs> the fucking impersonation Farley would have done of Trump. Oh my god. <laughs> Back off, man. You know?
3: <laughs> oh, that would have been oh something. God. All right,
2: that's, uh, that's a loaded
3: question. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So while while we're here, if, if we're going to go down that route, oh, my God. If I was going to change anything about the last, like, five, six years, man, I would just go and have a conversation with Jon Stewart and say, hey, man, look, oh. hang on a little <laughs> while longer, you know, just like. You know, your movie, you can make your movies when you make them. Just, just, like, hang around for another year and see how you feel,
2: you know? <laughs> yeah. Your movies are not going to impact the people like you think they are. And I know you're doing them for your own personal reasons, and I get that. Yeah. But you're so important to the world right now. Right. You have no idea how important you're going to be. Don't walk away. Oh, my uh, God. That's such a
3: good oh, my God. Oh yeah, I think that's I think that's a I think that's a full binge, but you know, you guys uh you mull it over. Mull it over, see what you think. So. Yeah.
2: Alright, um I got fucking piss already. So mm. if, if we could do a piece after. Yeah. And then go uh, back in. Oh, do you have any?
3: I gotta find one. I,
2: uh, yeah, I got one right here. Alright, we'll do that. We'll come back. I think you got a little fucking uh drunk seg, right? A mm, drunk sec, believe a do. Believe it do, sir. Then we'll in, and then we'll get into T
3: all right, nice. All right, there okay. we go.
0: On the bench cast, record for ten hours, drinking bourbon, high life in gin. They got a bladder the size of a peanut, and when long burps, Uh. nobody wins. Did they refill a drink or two? Maybe almonds, smoking a number, or did Lot take surprise booze?
3: Classic. It's a classic.
2: Very, very, very loud burps. <laughs> very. Um, speaking of loud burps and being drunk all the time, um, I'm very interested in this drunk seg that you sprung upon me before we uh, started recording here. What's going on?
3: Yeah. Um, all right. So a little, you know, a little surprise uh, that uh, seems Mr. Uh, Mr. Alex Reno uh, sent my way. Now, <clears throat> if you listen to last week's episode, I believe there was some talk of uh, Mythic Quest. Uh, and Pete may have flubbed up a little bit, and, uh, I happen to have the raw audio here, so we could just play this and, uh, see where it goes, so. Okay. Let's see what we got.
1: It's, it's like a, a continuation of the relationship that happened in five, if that tells you anything.
2: Uh, Okay, what episode were we talking about the flashback? Was that five or six?
1: That's five.
2: Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a fla- Is it another flashback episode? No, 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 no. Oh, the girl shows up in this one?
1: Along along those lines, that's all I'll say. Oh. So it's. If it's, it's, it's the,
6: Mythic quest,
1: <laughs> the Mythic, Mythic
6: quest. Mythic Quest. If the Mythic
0: Quest. <laughs> um, if the Mythic Quest uh, keeps on doing this kind of thing for the rest of the season, it's going to be super, super, super stupid. It's going to be It's going to be the
4: fucking worst.
2: Shut up, you I'm guys. being serious, guys. I'm muting my
3: mic, go, go <laughs> I'm muting my mic. All right. So that's, uh, that's the raw audio. <laughs> you know,
2: I feel bad because, you we know, are listen back to shit like that. It's funny at the time, but he makes one mistake, and I swear to God, we jump. Like, we literally spring on him like we're fucking fleas on a cat outside. Like, you know what I mean? We're just like, oh, my God, he screwed up. Let's fucking make fun of him for ten minutes.
3: I mean, that's, like, par for the course. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean when, you know, that's that's happened to all of us at some point or another. It's, uh, you know, it comes with the territory here, so. Yeah, okay. I mean, how many fucking drops have I gotten from you, you know, recording when <clears throat> you don't know I'm recording? Anyways, uh, so I've got this uh, drunk seg, and uh, let's give it a whirl.
1: It It's, <laughs> it's like... Uh... A continuation of the relationship that (laughs) happened in 5, if that tells you
2: anything. Uh, Okay, what episode were we talking about 5? Was that 5 or 6?
1: That's (laughs) 5.
2: Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a fly... Is it another flashback? No, 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 no. Oh, the girl shows up in this
1: one. Along, along those lines, That's a long- So it's, it's... It's... It's the Mythic Quest... <laughs> the Mythic, Mythic, quest. Mythic <laughs>
0: quest... If the
1: Mythic
0: Quest... We... Myth- um, law. If the Mythic Quest... Uh keeps on doing this kind of thing for the rest of the season it's gonna be super 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 stupid am gonna be it's gonna be the fucking worst Shut up and be serious Guy,
2: <laughs> I'm muting my mic. Oh, yes. <laughs> <God. laughs> yes. I'm muting <hearing> my mic. <laughs> yes.
3: oh, my god. Uh, oh, oh my god. Uh, you know what's funny about hearing these right now? So, uh, you know, we were talking about it before. It's been a while since I've been on a binge cast, right? So yeah. these sounders, these these drunk segments, when I listen to, to, to podcasts, it's at like 1.6 speed. So yeah. the drunk segs sound funny, but in like a different... Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's like a, it's like a different slow speed. I can't describe it. <laughs> it's, so it it's, fu- it's fucked up, right? But like hearing it here... <laughs> I really should slow them down when the drunk
2: segments come up because they're so much funnier like this. Yeah, exactly. Like what, when I used to listen to Stern every week and when he would have musical guests that I cared about on, right? Right. So right. I'd be listening to I'd be listening to the show at 1.5 or whatever. Yeah. And when the musical guests would play, I'd, I'd slow it down to normal just so I could right. hear the songs that I want to hear live and see if they're good performances or whatever. Exactly. So I think for drunk segments, that's how you should approach it. When yeah. the drunk segment comes on, yeah. just slow it down to normal speed.
3: Yep, got to do it, got to do it. Oh my God, that's funny. Ooh, fucking
2: egg. <laughs> All right, let's get to some uh, television TV roundup.
1: TV rounds of time I don't want to watch this show If it sucked last night TV round of time listen to Jim Zone and Alex Review fucking TV
0: say I'm gone put TV roundup, the sky depressed T V roundup and Jax is a mess. TV roundup, what you know, John Snow? Lori Grimes, that bitch is a hoe. <laughs> it's it's, why it's it TV. You got your like fucking TV roundup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're watching I mean. TV. Like fucking TV round up. Oh, yeah.
3: Moreno and For a shot. So smooth.
2: Oh, ah. One of the best ever. Right yeah, it's classic. All right, Jack. Now, you haven't, obviously, I have no idea what you're watching. Uh, sure. So I'm very interested in uh, this end movie. Uh, you know, no no pre-work done for the show here, so I'm very excited. Uh, I'll go first, because it's the same shit that I've been talking about for a while. Obviously, we're sure. watching Loki, so I'll end with that. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, Handmaid's Tale ended this week. Okay. Uh, the season finale. Uh, big shit happened. One of the major characters uh, took a big beating. And um, I feel like this is the part where the show starts blending into the... Uh, The sequel book that came out a couple years ago, uh, that sequel book takes place years and years and years after the show, Mm. but it seems to be this is where it sets up the events that we hear about in that book. Mm -hmm. So I got a feeling I know where it's going. Um, I mean, not super impressed with this season. It was was at least different, I'll give it that. It wasn't the same old fucking shit where she's going in circles, she escapes, she gets caught, she escapes, she gets caught. caught. Mm. She's Can't find her daughter, she finds her daughters, and then she loses her daughter, and then she can't have her daughter, and then she finds her daughter, and she can't find her daughter. It's just it was the same shit over and over again. This year was at least different. I liked uh the scenario, I liked uh the part that Canada's playing in this show is really interesting, although uh mind boggling at times doesn't make any sense. Like the people they have people in prison in Canada. It's Mm -hmm. like they have their own little apartments. They get, like, it's, it's fucking weird. Like, I don't know. I guess it's just because of the times of Gilead and what they've done to the entire world because of, uh, you know, their actions. But like, prison in Canada is the best ever. <laughs> it's like having your own little studio apartment in downtown Toronto. It's fucking okay. crazy. Um, but, I mean, it, it was okay. Um, as a whole, I, I would probably rate this higher than last season. I'd give this like a soft, soft seven. Okay. Um, it's still one of my favorite shows on TV, obviously. I still watch it. Hmm. still review it, so it's it's
3: got a special place in there. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I uh I tapped out I think before the end of season one, but not for any real reason. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I think it was one of those that I was watching, I was okay with it, and then I just had I remember thinking at the time when I was watching the first season that this was like an odd fork of like what Children of Men was doing, and I just didn't yeah. think it was as interesting at the time. But I know it's you know obviously like a very like well uh, I don't know well well respected well well regarded show. Um, right. Just haven't haven't had a ton of I don't know uh, inspiration to like go back and check it out. You know,
2: it was funny, um, and I don't I'm not in no way shape sure, or form um, fat shaming anyone here. Okay, this, sure, gonna, but Elizabeth Moss. Obviously, I was kind of introduced to her in Mad Men, and uh, I just happened to throw that on the other day to see the difference (laughs) between Mm. this woman in Mad Men. And it's weird, because in Mad Men, she has a transformation, because she starts out really fat. I I think she actually wears a fat suit at the beginning of that show. Oh, interesting. Um, And then she goes through this transformation as a character in that show, and she's super, super, so I just happened to see one of the later episodes where she's super, super, super skinny and super young. Hmm. And then to compare her to the episode I just watched this week of Handmaid's Tale, it's fucking very hard to accept that it's the same person. It's really weird. Yeah, it's it's interesting. really, really fucking weird. All right. Hmm. Um, and as promised, uh, yeah, I did start season three of Broadchurch. I think we're only... Actually, you know, I think maybe maybe th- three, four episodes in. Like I said, these are only eight episodes, or, uh, yeah, eight episodes per season. And um, so if the first season... Uh, was really great. The second season, as I explained to the boys, it is kind of a, you know, a direct extension of the first season. Same storyline. It deals with the ramifications of what happens at the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. And also, there's another little mystery thrown in the background. So this one takes place three years after the second season. Um, not all the same characters are there. A brand new mystery has a, a come up where you have the same cops working on it, but it's not dealing... With everything that happened in those first two seasons, so it's a little bit of a fresher start for everybody. You get to see them dealing with something else, with which is nice. Which is mm-hmm. nice. Um, but but all you know, there's little bits of what, like what happens in the first season, is so traumatizing for a lot of characters. It can't help but kind of control their life going through, right? And and you still get that feeling. There's still connection to those first two seasons in this. So mm-hmm. it's still great. Tenant and uh, Olivia, listen, Olivia Coleman is a fucking revelation. She is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I am blown away at how fantastic she is in this show. Her play, her, her and David Tennant's play off each other. It's something you, I, don't, I just feel like you don't get in North American television. Mm-hmm. There's something about it, man. The quips, uh, the way they fucking, the, just the way they speak to each other, their facial fucking language, like, you know, their expressions, it's just, mm-hmm. oh my God, they have it down to such a T. And Olivia Coleman is a fucking revelation. I never watched the Queen. I know she was on that, and mm. I, f- I feel like she's won Emmys. Uh, I don't think for Broadchurch, but it's for something else. But I'm telling you, this. Oh, is The Crown. The Crown, right? The Crown. Sorry, yeah, The Crown. Yeah, she played yeah. the Queen in The Crown. Yep. Um, yeah. and I, I just I I it makes me want to oh. seek out more from her because she's fucking amazing in this show. She's um, absolutely amazing. Re-
3: recommendation for you then with her. Mm-hmm. Um. This movie came out, ugh, I want to say 10 years ago, directed by, fuck, what's the guy's name? Um, in Hot Fuzz, do you remember the two police sergeants when they get to the, the town? The the one guy with the with the beard, uh, or the mustache, rather, and the big glasses, and then the other dude? Do you remember this at all? No. All right. No. In any case, that guy directed it. Peter Mullen stars it. It's called Tyrannosaur, but it's Peter Mullen... Eddie Mars and Olivia Colman, um, one of the best things I've ever seen her do, like, easily, easily. Um, not a fun movie to watch, so you know, make sure mm-hmm. you're you're you know, it's it's either a bright sunny day or you know you're 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 happy about where you are in life because it's, it's it's a little rough, but she's fucking incredible. So if you're a fan of hers, I, I think that's probably the best thing I've seen her. Well, oh, so. I am.
2: I I can. Proudly say I am right now because she's yeah. fucking blowing me away. Every episode she's phenomenal.
3: Yeah, she's she's just good in everything. I mean even like Mitchell's in the machines, she was great in that too, you know, just yeah. popping up and, and ton of stuff. She's great.
2: And and not in the not in the Meryl Streep kind of dominant way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She just is so natural with yeah. the role she's playing. And she can make you laugh and she can make you want to fucking cry three seconds later. Like she's mm-hmm. just that fucking good. She's just a, a, an absolute fucking normal person, and acting like I've I've rarely ever seen. She's fucking incredible.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Um, yeah. I think I, that's that's basically like everyone knows. I'm, I haven't been working. I have not I checked out anything. I do. There's a couple things on my radar though. So okay. the Dave show. Have you ever checked out Dave on FX?
3: Dave. Oh, I saw a promo for it where he like tosses a dog across the street or like I, I don't know yeah. something like that but.
2: so I saw the promo too I, I don't remember what I was watching but uh, it looked really interesting to me and then I find out there's already been seasons so that was kind of disheartening because there's a season of this show out and I have never even heard about it how great right. is it but the promo was really funny to me so I might check out that and there's another new show that started out called uh, I think it's called Kevin can go fuck himself
3: oh yeah, yeah. yep and with the with the girl the from Shit's Creek I think right, I think,
2: right? yeah the title alone is just like oh this is okay you know what yeah. i mean like i just i just kind of want to check that out i saw a little bit of a review on i don't know where but they're like you know it's, it's very it's different it's not your your common fucking sitcom and this and that and that's not always good some people are saying it's not always great doesn't make it a good but whatever it, it's interesting enough to make me check out. so when i get back to work i got a long fucking docket i did um Pete's not here, so no one really cares. But I did kind of catch up on uh, Mythic Mythic quest Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mythic Mythic quest
3: Mythic quest
2: He nailed the. Uh, he nailed uh, the, the fucking last episode. I, I, I feel like Pete might be tapping out here um, pretty soon. No, I know that's too bad. He's got that always sunny um, connection to it, and it might make him hang on a lot longer than he would any normal show. Yeah. But uh, this is getting tough. This is getting tough, man. Ugh. They're losing the. They're losing what made them fucking fun.
3: That's too bad. It's too bad. All
2: right. But... All right. So the the, the one Maybe. I know you're watching is uh, it's called uh, Loki.
3: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping up with Loki. You know. Gotta. Gotta do it.
2: All right. So Loki, uh, two episodes in now, and we're we. I mean, we get we get a glimpse of the bad, the villain as uh, mm-hmm. Alex. Kind of mentioned in his voicemail. Yeah, we get to see where uh, that's going to go. Everyone thought it was just going to be a different version of Loki, but we get to see actually what it was. And um, you know, I like—I really like the end of this episode. Um, mm. It's somewhat confusing, um, back and forth between the characters uh, during mm. the episode, but it's all kind of explained at the end. If you can get through it. It all pays off in the end. That's what I find in the first two episodes anyways. There's something that's bothering me about this show. And I'm, okay. I'm, falling, I'm falling victim to memes. Okay. You know what I mean? People that can just post a meme and kind of sum up a show in one meme. Okay. And I don't want it to affect me. I really like the show. I love everyone involved. I love the performances. I love uh, the storyline. And I'm not, I'm not going to stop watching just because uh, there's this one meme that popped up. Where it shows everyone that died in the Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. and then it just at the end it just says, "Yeah, we just use them as paperweights." And I can't help be like, "It's fucking shitting all over the importance of those films." And those films are very important to me. You know what I mean? It's, like, know yeah. it, it's a big deal. But when yeah. I see a me, I see this this little fucking picture, and it's got fucking you know, it, 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 it's got fucking Gamora, and it's got. fucking black widow and it's got iron man and it's got uh, who the fuck else died um well you know cap is not cap anymore um but all right, the ramifications right. it took the infinity saga took out of the, mar- yeah. the mcu the most important film series of my adulthood basically sure and then just shit all over it and put all these infinity stones in a drawer and say yeah it's not a big deal they're, they're just bullshit Ah, I can't help but let that sting me a bit. It just stings me a bit. How do I get over that? So,
3: it's it's funny that you say that, because I actually think that Marvel has done a really phenomenal job of containing the scope of the stories that they're telling. So, Mm -hmm. what does that mean, right? So, Infinity Saga, obviously, every movie, except for Infinity War and Endgame, those were very much a pair, but... You know, every movie was was somewhat contained, right? It had a story that it was telling. The Infinity Stones were this sort of, you know, uh, kind of string that was weaved through some of them, not all of them, and then it kinda culminated in one giant story at the end. The T V series so far, look, I I loved WandaVision. I thought Falcon and Winter Soldier was was kind of uh, subpar at the end. Um mm-hmm which we found out after the fact. It was... The storyline... I don't know if you knew this or not, but the original storyline that they were filming right before pandemic was a story about the Flag Smashers spreading a pandemic all over the globe, which is why the show basically, like, falls apart, because they rewrote it and changed shit, and then, like, you know, it totally fell apart. So I kind of give them a little bit of, you know, a pass for that. Yeah, yeah. okay. But, Loki, I like the fact that we're getting... We're getting a story that is, to me, it just feels it, it's the same universe, but it's separate. It's, it, it's they're doing a good job, in my opinion, of saying, "Look, we're gonna, we're not gonna invalidate what you've seen. Like those characters and those moments still matter. That story still matters. Here's something that happened, maybe in another direction. And it, I feel like Loki can exist where it's existing right now." and it's not really going to bother me where it goes too much because the Infinity Saga is still being acknowledged as a thing that happened, you know? Okay. Like, yep. like I, I, I like the fact that, yeah, it's kind of a joke, right? It's like, oh, these are paperweights and all that stuff. I think that it's going to lead to more interesting sci-fi stuff the the farther down that road that they go. So it's not... It's not I, I understand why you're kind of brushing up against it. It's it's not bugging me yet, but I've been saying this since 2012. I was talking to a friend about this. Like, after Avengers came out, I was like, okay, well, they can't get bigger than this. Like, they're, they're never going to be able to sustain this. And then, sure enough, we got what we got, right? Right. I think that they have enough, like, really solid minds at Marvel that I think they know what they're doing at this point. So... And, and, you know, it's also one of those things where I was never into comic books because of the, the, the problem of escalation, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. it always has to get bigger. There was always another threat. It's going to, like, reevaluate what came before and invalidate shit, right? Right, right. I think that they're smart enough to know that that is, is, is going to be, like, a shortcoming of comic books. And I think they're going to do everything in their power to, like, circumvent that. So... At a certain point, it might cut off certain storylines because, like, they've already... You know, a demon in a bottle. You're never going to get that because they're not bringing back Robert Downey Jr. But at the same time, I think that it can lead to some permanence with things and and create more of, like, an organic thing. And the fact that they have, what, 90 years, however long Marvel's been around, of a successful company making stories. I mean, they're not all... Obviously, a lot of those stories must be good because if they weren't, nobody would be buying them, right? So... Mm -hmm. They've got to have a lot of options, do a lot of things. I don't know. I'm I can I can kind of put them in in the same overall cinematic universe, but I like the idea of a branching timeline and, and sort of the, the the crazy shit that we might be able to see with that, you know? I mean if if Loki's dead in the timeline that we know, it's great to have him in this other one. And because he's a great actor, and like, you know, if if you're not gonna play with your toy for a while. Do you throw it out? No, you throw it back in the toy box until it's time to take it out again. Right. That's, that's kind of how I feel about it, but I understand those who, you know, they, they're, they're bristling against it. So
2: it's, it, listen, the comics have a, obviously a couple huge advantages here. One, obviously, yeah, the actor thing, right. They can't have, they can just write, they can write Iron Man stories. They'll go on long after we're gone. Right. I mean, Spider-Man right. stories, Batman stories, they're all going to go on longer than we're, than right. we're dead. Um, but, I mean, one of the other main advantages they have is just rebooting a series. Like, you, you, if you want to start reading Iron Man, you can pick what fucking artist or author or writer, you know what I mean? Like, you can pick which right. one you want to read. You have to right. read all of them. It's a, right. like, it's not a continuing storyline, Right. The MCU is, you mm. know what I mean? Like, the MCU is a continuing storyline. They have to accept what they've done already, they can't just go on, like, They've they've three different Spider Mans, right? Uh, series. We get yeah, Maguire, uh, fucking Facebook, and um, mm. and, and Holland. Yeah, it, it, that's annoying. Just in film version, it's just it's just annoying. So we've accepted right. now that the, the Tom Holland Spider Man is the one. What I'm worried about here is it. Ex- it kind of builds into what you're saying. How can they make it bigger? Right. When when we watched Avengers, it was fucking unbelievable. We had all of them together fighting. And then, you know what I mean? The next few movies actually weren't that great. Like, you know what I mean? Like Iron Man 3, I believe. And uh, Thor, I think, came out after that. Thor, and it was Thor just 2, a little, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit underwhelming for a while. And even the next X-Men... I mean, sorry, Avengers movie was a little underwhelming. Right. Until they got right. into this this new era of Guardians, uh, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man. And they started building it up again. And then the Infinity Socket fucking kicked it off to an all-time high. Right. And they ended just... They were fucking. It, it nailed the ending. Perfect it was ending. Absolutely nailed. It. Okay. Perfect. Where do they? How do they make it bigger now? Now we're at that same spot, Jack. And yeah. And WandaVision didn't do it. It was interesting. It was. A, mm. It was a really interesting watch. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, the sitcom shit. All they did at the beginning was really, really interesting. Um... Falcon Winter Soldier started out like it was going to be a fucking movie. Like, that first episode was incredible. So cool. Cinematic yeah. action. You're just like, holy shit, how did they go on from here? They right. didn't go on from there because that was the greatest episode of the series, in my opinion. Right. Yep. Um, not that it was horrible. It was very watchable. I like both these shows. Hmm. So now we come to Loki. How do we make it bigger? And I feel like they're taking a little bit of a fucking Alan Iverson step over on fucking <laughs> the Infinity Saga here. They're like, look at, we're more important now. Like, we're the shit now. Hmm. We're the most important thing. Let's fucking play down Infinity Saga and make this the more important thing. And I get it if this plays into the next phase. Yeah. If this plays into Spider-Man and this plays into Doctor Strange or Thor or Guardians or whatever the fuck. I get it. But if it's just a fucking singular season of television and you're going to fucking just say the Infinity Stones are just paperweights where we are. I get what they're trying to do, but it's you can't. I can't help but take a little bit of, of offense to it. I'm just like, come on, yeah. Why throw uh, that in there? What's the point of that?
3: So, I so I, I don't know how much. I mean, obviously, you haven't heard this, but so so it's been stated like very publicly. WandaVision uh, WandaVision and Loki very much tie into Doctor Strange. They're 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 both like important pieces go- leading into Doctor Strange. Right. Um, in fact, I think Kevin Feige recently even said that events in Loki directly yeah. connect to that. So. Uh, yeah, I
2: mean, I I seen that too. But listen, I'm, I'm yeah. done with them hyping up these shows because they hyped up fucking WandaVision to all time highs for me, and I was disappointed on every aspect of that. So I'm not going to allow them to just say, "Look, this is what's on now," so this is why it's going to be the best show we've ever done. I'm not, I'm done. I'm blind to that and deaf to that shit anymore. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> So I'm just, I just want to, and I hope, I hope, he's right. I hope this yeah. does play into it too, Because all I did was pray that WandaVision played into the next phase of the MCU. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like Falcon Winter Soldier did play in it too. Because as soon as it ended, we found out we're getting a new Captain America movie with fucking Falcon. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like that is playing into the MCU. Right. And I pray that this does the same thing. But I'm not going to, I'm not listening to the hype anymore so
3: yeah yeah so so first of all I would definitely do that because that would <laughs> that that would not set like unfair expectations for you right so if you can do that you should do it but you know'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of this in terms of of I guess two different things so so this episode right when they finally reveal who that villain is near the end I remember thinking to myself oh man it's gonna be something really cool it's gonna be somebody we know blah 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 and then it it wasn't anybody that we know yet yeah, yeah. And I kind of caught myself, and I was like, oh, I am so conditioned in these movies now to just expect to see somebody I've seen before, Yep. whereas at a certain point, I was watching Marvel movies in the MCU, and I was just enjoying the, them for what they were, you know? Right. like Like, I remember watching Thor, and, you know, Hawkeye pops up in it, but it's not like that was a big deal, it was just like, oh, that's Hawkeye. You know, it was Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of another character. And then, you know, obviously Hawkeye, I know a lot of people don't like him, but I, I think he has some interesting stuff to do in Endgame, you know. Um mm-hmm. later on, they kind of backfill that character with some with some interesting stuff. And and in hindsight, now you go back and watch Thor and you're like, oh it, you know, it's really cool to see that character. Yeah. I think what you're talking about in terms of them starting to ramp things up, I I think we're in that phase, but I I'm kind of with you. I I want more of the endgame, like, just... Endgame is... I was talking to Kupka about this a couple weeks ago. I think Endgame is the most cathartic fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, I I can't think of anything else that nails the ending and just gives you this, like, overwhelming fucking emotion of, like, wow, you know, like, I've been through something with these characters. It's just... It's so totally fucking unique in, in... In movies, like you said, in your adult life, in my adult life, fuck. I mean, nothing has come close to that at all. Mm -hmm. I think we all want more Endgame. And I think it's going to be a little while before, especially Mm -hmm. myself, my... I don't know. The, the meter's calibrated a bit more for just, let's let's take time with it. Let's build these characters again. You know, Guardians, right? Guardians came out of nowhere, really. Nobody thought anything of it, and it turned out to be arguably, like, two of the best MCU movies. Right. I think it's just a matter of, right now, we're in a weird phase of, you know, we got to get used to new characters, they're going to build new things. It's just going to take some time. And maybe it's just an offshoot of that, you know? but I, I,
2: I totally agree with you totally totally agree with you and even what you're saying earlier like the fact that they exist we should just appreciate it my my daughter is recently just like she's really getting into marvel right and she's really upset like she's like she was really upset like why did they have to kill off iron man and and, and black widow like there's two of my favorite characters like why did they have to like she's really really upset about it and i'm like listen it doesn't take away the fact that that we still have these movies like we can watch them whenever we want Right. They're always going to be just as good as we remember and maybe even better than we remember because we're going to notice things that we didn't have. Right. And, she, you know, I kind of talked her down a little bit.
5: Mm-hmm. And
2: I understand what you're saying. It's, it is going to take a while to get to that type of fucking love and appreciation for it again. But on your way there, don't shit on what you've done before. Yeah. And I just felt like that was a little bit of a shit on it.
3: It, it, might, it might turn out that way. I'm, I'm reserving judgment until we see w- what they do with it. But I hear oh, you. My,
2: oh, my, for one reason. And this was very promising. This is almost a 180 from what I'm talking about, but very promising at the end of the episode. So, when, at the end of this episode that we're reviewing right now, that we haven't talked about at all, <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when all the bombs go off, all the uh, time reset bombs, right, yeah. Or they're, they're sent through time and then they go off. Yeah. So, I, I, speaking of memes or whatever, uh, I saw another post about how they show a, 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 image of the, the timeline when this happens yeah. and all the all the lines that are branching off, right? And uh, you see the TVA go fucking crazy about it because they are they don't know what's happening, right? All these fucking different, uh, fucking, I don't know what you want to call it, time explosions are happening, right? Sure. Yeah. If you go back and, uh, not even go back, just look at what I, search it up, where all these things are happening are th- places that we're familiar with in the past MCU.
3: Oh, interesting. That okay.
2: is promising. Yeah, that is them fucking doing something that I love because they're tying it into uh, what we already know and what we love. And I and I get it. Some people just want to move on and do bigger things, but this is a fucking show about time travel. So mm. you can't have them be doing all this thing and not acknowledge what's happened in before them, right? Right. Go back and look at where all these fucking time bombs go off, and it's very, very, very interesting to see where this is going.
3: Fuck, I gotta look that up later. I I, yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that at all. But uh, yeah. I'll be I'll be googling later. I'll be I'll be with those Reddit
2: people, you know. So. Oh fuck, it's all over Reddit. Reddit's jizzing all over this. Of course, of course it is. Of course it is. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, I'm totally down, and I'm you know I'm I'm just as interested as I was in either of the other two shows. Um, maybe even more so, uh, just because I feel like this is the one. That, what hmm. we talked about earlier. This is the one that kicks the next faves off. It's got it. Yeah. This is it. They, they've got to do something here.
3: Yeah, I'm... Uh, I mean, through two episodes, easily my favorite first two episodes of any any of these series so far. I mean, I, you know, I even said it when WandaVision was on, like, you know, it's a cool concept for the first two episodes, but they should have only done one episode in black and white. Like, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't yeah. enough of a difference to do, like, a Dick Van Dyke episode and a Bewitched episode. Modern audiences don't fucking notice the difference. Just do one of those, you know? You,
2: well, when I was reviewing it, I remember. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. I think it's a different timeline, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, why why do... Just fucking go to the 80s. Like, yeah, Go exactly. to the 70s. At least go to the 70s. Go to the Brady Bunch right. episode.
7: Right, right.
3: Um, but, I mean, I, I was... I was into this immediately. I mean, I love time travel stories. I know a lot of them are obviously bullshit, but if, how do you know they're bullshit? Because it's all made up, anyways, right? But, um, but I kind of love the. You know, Tom Hiddleston's just he is so good as this character that I just wanted more from him. I mean, it, it's great that it's kind of. You know, this was something I was thinking about. How rare it is for an actor to play a character and get to play that character in different ways, right? so yeah. comparatively, and I'm just thinking of comic book movies, but we had Hugh Jackman as Wolverine for a long time, right mm-hmm. um, He was fairly consistent as as the performance though like he's always the good guy. Logan obviously is he's pretty hard edged in that, but it never you never get to see a bad Wolverine. you never get to see like a like a malicious Wolverine. This is a pretty interesting and, and nuanced performance. I mean, that first episode, when he's viewing his whole history and right. then his death. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fascinating to see, like, the range of emotion that he gives in, like, two minutes, you know?
2: Absolutely. And that, and that's a lot. That saved me a lot. Even though, like, what I'm talking about, them shitting all over the Infinity Stones and that. The way he reacts to it yeah. is the way we're all react. Like, we're all like, what? Like, what are yeah. you talking about? And then, when, yeah, you're right. When he goes through his timeline and that, and sees all all the shit that happens because, by the way, of the Infinity Stones, right? Uh, his reaction is incredible. But he's but he's got to do this already. It's not this just this show. Through all the movies that he's been in, he's right. been the ultimate bad guy, and he's also been, you know, one of the sidekick heroes in Ragnarok. Like he's been both, even in the Thor two. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's got. Yeah. He's already got to do all this shit. He's he's fucking. You're right, man. He's his fucking character not even as an actor his character has range
3: yeah it's it's very cool to see i mean for that reason alone i don't know i don't know how they'll do it in the future but i certainly want to see him stick around longer i mean even even past this show it just the things that they've been able to do with him. we've seen him be like a pure hero we've seen him be mischievous we've seen him be the bad guy uh everything you know everything um so that that I really like um I, I like Owen Wilson you know it feels like he hasn't been in anything in a while. Um, it's great to see him he's very good in this um, yeah. all, all the character actors around them are good I just I love the the concept of the TVA I love the way it looks like it, it's funny to me that these timekeepers you know out of all time all eras somehow the place that manages all timelines, is stuck in the 50s like what was it about the 50s that was so great um which is kind of funny um and the whole idea of variants like i don't know i saw a little bit of this but apparently like there may be a sharon carter variant in the background of one shot and like a couple other characters that have we've already maybe seen a little bit blurry in the background um which is a cool idea. but yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed these two episodes more than, than either of the previous series' first two episodes. Um, they just yeah. have been unique and fun and, I don't know, way more up my alley. I love the music. The music's awesome. Um, it's just really cool. Really cool so far. I'm, I'm really enjoying it.
2: Yeah, as far as the first full two episodes go, yeah, this is by far uh, the, the best time I'm having. Um, just yeah. going back to what you talked about, uh, the little shit in the background... I mean, this isn't actually in the show, but there's some fan art going around of uh, the TVA booking Marty McFly. That's oh, fucking phenomenal. <laughs> <It's> phenomenal. <laughs> oh, oh that's God. great. I fucking love it. All right, so yeah, we're both in uh, for Loki. Um, yeah. I wonder, yeah, I don't know if Pete is gonna hang around. I think. Like, oh, Moreno's actually liking a lot too. So nice. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what this goes. Yeah. Cast.
3: I'm in with Marvel until they put up a couple of duds. You know, two yep. two three duds in a row, and then it's time for me to back off. But, I, you know, I don't feel that they've done that yet. So. All,
2: right. All right. What else yeah. are you watching?
3: All right. Well, a couple of things. Uh, one show that I've been keeping up with is Star Wars The Bad Batch, which oh. is the, uh, you know, the Clone Wars spinoff. Um, have you watched this? Do you know much about it?
2: So, I watched the first three episodes, I believe, okay. with TJ, and then, um, I don't know, it, actually, he I, he was off school for a bit, and then he went back, so we weren't able to be able to get our timing down. I don't know, sure. actually, if he's even up to date on it, but I kind of fell off of it. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not a Clone Wars guy, and I know you've, yep. you've, for fucking months and months, you've told me what Clone Wars episodes to watch and all that shit, and it just, it's just... I don't know. I like. I enjoyed the first two episodes. The third episode sure. kind of lost my attention a little bit, and I just kind of dropped
3: off. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing I would say about this series, and I'm as we record this, I think there are eight episodes out. I've I've gotten through the first six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is going to end up like Clone Wars, where when it's done, there will probably be like I think it's an eighteen episode season. Um, there will probably be like ten episodes that you have to watch, and the others are a little bit fluffy. You know, okay. kind of feels that way. Um, but you know, for, for those who don't know, so in the clone wars, um, near the end of the series, there's a batch of, of clone troopers who were all, uh, imperfect, right? So they call them the bad batch and it's this one platoon. And basically they don't have the same, uh, chip implanted in them that allows the empire to take control of them to murder all the Jedi. So these guys stand apart. And as you know, Show opens with them experiencing Order 66 but being able to rebel from the you know implanted control, which is kind of cool. Um, so there's five of them to start pretty quickly. One of them becomes uh sort of a rogue agent, and the other four take off with this uh, this this like little I think it's a clone um called Omega. Still don't really know what Omega is exactly. Who who Omega is a clone of? Because it's not a clone of Django Fed. It's it, it, I mean she looks different. It's different something. Um, and there are some theories on that and whatever. But um, but through six episodes, I I enjoy it. it it's a nice um, background watch. They've already done a few things to tie into characters that we saw um, throughout the Clone Wars. I mean through six episodes, I've already seen. Uh, well, two people who have shown up in previous Star Wars things, and then one person who actually was in The Mandalorian and is in Book of Boba Fett. So they're tying all this in kind of nicely. Um, but yeah, it, it's fun. I, I know some people didn't like the Bad Batch episodes from season seven of Clone Wars, they found them annoying. I never found them annoying, so I was happy to hear that this was coming. Um, and it's, it's, it's just fun. It's, it's good. It's fun. Um, I, don't know if I could recommend it yet, just because I've got a feeling that it's going to be like Clone Wars. You'll get to the end of this. Half the season, you don't actually need to watch. The other half is all the critical story stuff, you know? Um, right. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, but I am keeping up with it. And obviously, uh, a few weeks from now, I'll, I'll update everybody on Jack Attack Tuesday and let you know whether or not it's a full recommendation. So
2: Does, does it... Um... Are you dependent on how they tie this into, say, Rogue One and A New Hope? Like, does that matter to you?
3: Uh, no, not at all. Um, I like, but I will say this though: in the way that Mandalorian ties into Star Wars lore, you have the same people making this show. You know, it's not Favreau, but it's Filoni. So, yep. you do get those tie-ins, and they make sense here. It's it's not. You know, th- this is uh, in an era that we've seen some stuff from, but ultimately, it's it, it, it works for me better than like you know, obviously the prequels and all that stuff. It's just incredible to me how much lore and storytelling Filoni has gotten out of the pre- out of the um, the prequels, and, and also been able to acknowledge that the prequels like didn't do what they were supposed to do. Like like it, it's crazy to me how. Good, they could have been, and, and this guy is like doing his damnedest to fix them. But, right. um but yeah, Bad Batch. I think you can pick this up as long as if you've seen the prequels, you can pick this up and, and watch it. it. the The references and like the the uh, story stuff from Clone Wars. It's not enough to, to 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 make like an audience member not understand what's going on. Like you could, I think you could very much sit down, watch this, and you'd be okay. So, yeah. um so yeah, so Bad Batch is just, you know continuing along and. It ain't bad, so I'll keep going with it. All right. Um, So another show that I watched, and I can't remember if you gave this a whirl or not, but I watched the entire series of Marvel's MODOK. Did you see this? No, never. Okay. So um, this is the first Kevin Feige-approved somewhat adult uh, Marvel series.
2: This is not on Disney+, Plus, right?
3: No, this is on Hulu. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: so this is not officially an MCU project because right from the off, you know, oh, uh, if MODOK is, you know, in like a situational Robot Chicken-style sitcom <laughs> talking about his relationship troubles and then, you know, bragging about stealing one of Iron Man's boots, you know, it's it's not an MCU thing. But right. Patton Oswalt plays MODOK. Um, this is a 10-episode run. Like I said, it's, it's the Robot Chicken team. And... It's, it's pretty unique. Um, there's good and bad with it. I think the good is... Uh, Patton Oswalt is easy to like, so obviously his involvement, him doing the voice of MODOK is fun. Um, it's also pretty cool to see uh, Feige approve something like this because I think it bodes well for the future, that they're not afraid to do stuff that's more adult, just if it's in the right context, you know? Um, so that's pretty cool. And, you know, obviously if you like Robot Chicken, I think you'll you'll get right on board with this. Because it's the same team. You know, Seth Green's involved with it. Um, it it's that so, same uh, stop-motion animation claymation style for the whole series. Oh, it uh, is? Series. I did yes. know that. Yep, yep. Is it, uh,
2: is it all little short skits?
3: No, it's it's a narrative. It's 10-episode narrative. Um, oh, okay. But it's, it's, it's like a, it, it's a sitcom. It's all sitcom. Um. A lot of voices you'll know. Uh, what's her name? Clementine from Reno 911 is in this. Um, oh, what the fuck's her name? The lead. Andy Samberg's wife on Brooklyn Nine-Nine is in this. Okay. Uh, ton, you'll recognize a bunch of the voices as you go through. Nathan Fillion, I think, shows up. Um, so there's a lot there to chew on. The thing for me with the season, though, is that I I felt like at the end of it, I wanted to like it more than I did. Um, I feel like it's it's trying something new, and I'm happy about that. But at the same time, 10 episodes for me was too long, um, and it just wasn't that funny. I've never been a huge Robot Chicken guy. I've seen some skits, and they're funny, but like I don't watch every season, and I don't really give a shit very much about Robot Chicken. Um, so that style doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't do much for me. Um, there's some good, there's some bad, but, yeah. you know... It also ends on a cliffhanger. They're clearly leading up to a Season 2, but I don't know if I'm going to be in for Season 2. I mean, I, I say 5 on 10 for the series. Um, it's, it's it's exact middle of the road for me, but it's cool that we may get more stuff like this in the future. So
2: It's just weird. Yeah. Um, the run that they're having, right, with, mm. with Marvel and, and everything that they're doing, erase the bad taste of, like, Defenders and, mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of shit. And, they, and they're doing this new round of, you know, greatly appreciated TV shows. The movies, yep. obviously, after Hen- Endgame were at an all-time high. Yep. Um, let's build this back up, exactly what we were talking about earlier. And for him to just do this, allow this fucking offshoot out of right. nowhere right. that doesn't make any sense and connect to anything that they're doing, it's a fucking weird decision for me.
3: It's, it's weird. I, here's what I like about it. I, I, I know I said it before, but but the thing that I like about it is, think about the MCU and think about MODOK, right? It's very difficult to see that fitting in with their overall plan for things, right? right. Like, how... I know that there was a time where it didn't make any sense how they were going to integrate Thor, but, like, sure enough, they found a way to do that well. All the things that we've seen him do, I don't, you know, put anything past him. MODOK, I feel like, is a real tough sell. Because it's a giant floating head with tiny legs and arms. If it's not that, then what else is there to MODOK other than this ridiculous looking thing, right? But so,
2: but even, but even so, like, there's there's lots of characters in them to you that are, are kind of falling into the category that you're describing, right? Sure. And... Say they do want to do an offshoot. Say they've never been able to nail down Galactus, who is yeah. by far one of the most popular and greatest villains in Marvel history. Hmm. Uh, maybe they do an offshoot of, of Galactus and make it a little bit different. Or, that, or is that just because they want to use him in the MCU? What's, what's, what's confusing me here is the fact that they're, they're not only doing this as an offshoot, which is okay, but using the robot chicken people to do it. Yeah. That's what's confusing
3: yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I yeah I don't look. This one didn't land for me. I'm I'm open to them trying n- different things with with mm. different properties if they're not going to use them in the MCU. Right. Um, you know. It, <laughs> the, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. This is this is a weird one. Um, I, I guess maybe. The robot chicken guys just thought it made for a funny visual, which I mean it does. You know, like he's ma- like like the whole thing is it's a sitcom, so he's married to a normal woman, but like one of his kids looks like him; it's his daughter. You know, the other kid looks normal and he's Jewish, so it's just very like it's very fucking strange. It
2: shouldn't be this funny. That's what you know. What I mean? Yeah,
3: yeah. Um. So I I don't. I, it's just it's very weird. It just it wasn't um I was not on his wavelength. That's all I can yeah. I can say, you know, so.
2: Well, that, I mean, I, I saw snippets about it. I saw some people just fucking hated it. Uh, this is the most in depth I've heard about it, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, it kind of makes me want to at least check it out a little bit. So I might. I didn't. Yeah. I had no idea it was Patton Oswalt, by the way. I had no idea. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I get, I think he's a producer on it as well. So, um, so yeah. Uh, other right. than that, I think that's it for TV for me right now. So. all
2: right fucking wrap up TV let's, uh, let's do uh, fucking moves play a couple um what did you watch Sanders? like uh, take a quick pee pee see what we mm-hmm. got watching
5: me know <laughs> the R-S.
2: I
0: always feel like we got a new relief what the fuck you watch this week oh I always feel like we got a new relief what the fuck you watch this week I
5: always Yo, tell
6: me what you watch, what you really, really watch. So tell me what you watched what you really, really watch. I tell you what I watch, what I really, really watch. So tell me what you watched what I really, really watch. I watch her, I watch her, I watch her I watch her I watch a really, really, really fucking stupid movie. If you want my
0: future,
5: don't come in.
6: I'll only run in haze. What did
0: you watch this week? What did you watch this week? What did you watch this week? The fuck did you watch this week? Nice. There's always triple A, you fucking
1: cocksucker.
0: I'm doing the uh, Dolby Atmos. I'm kidding. (laughs) That would blow. And is that timely or no?
1: Ooh. Chad I'm not I'm eat not your
0: chicken up. eat your pork and beans P.T.I.'s a friend of mine so come on so <laughs> come, come, come on, on so
2: come on, come I'm on. talking about <laughs>
3: bullshit <laughs> and a oh, few choice god. selections you know
2: oh, my god nice to hear some new shit once in
3: a while oh well, you know try to uh try to mix it up of uh I have a couple episodes that I got to I got a few uh <laughs> I got a few screen grabs I got to go back and uh, you know, take a look at. So we'll
5: get to it at some <laughs> okay. point.
3: Uh, it's been a busy few uh, few months. You know what I mean. But uh, I got a backlog. Okay. A backlog, Jim Law. So
2: I get it. Get it. It's piss
3: provoking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. Let's get to the moves. I only got two. Uh, how many do you have? Uh, I've got two. Uh,
3: you know what? I got. Uh, I got maybe
2: four. I got four.
3: Yeah. I think you and I have an overlap, though. So, uh,
2: which is that, Luca? Yes. Okay. Let's. Uh, you end with that and do your other ones right now. All right.
3: So, <clears throat> first thing, I know it was reviewed maybe last week or the week before, but I did want to bring this up here. Uh, the Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It. Okay. So, uh, I. I <laughs> Pretty much agree with where you guys landed on it. Um, yeah. I think that it's. I, I think at this point, I would watch anything with the Warrens in it. I think that they're great. Um, I like both of them. I think they're really good in in their roles. Um, oddly, I don't know if you've experienced this or not. Um, have you ever looked up the real Ed and Lorraine Warren pictures of them? I think
2: the I think did after the first Conjuring. I looked them up.
3: Yeah, so I think she's in the first Conjuring, too. She's in one of the scenes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, because Vera Farmiga does not look anything like Lorraine Warren. Mm-hmm. But there are moments, and I'm not sure if it's the makeup or her acting or what, but, like, she seems to be aging into Lorraine Warren at <laughs> at times. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it's the eyes or what, but, like, There are a couple scenes in this where I'm just like, son of a bitch. Like, she does, she's looking like the real Lorraine Warren, which is impressive because they're so different looking.
2: Well, maybe it's easier to make her look like her as she gets older, right? Yeah. It's got to be, yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so, so, uh, same issues that you guys had with the movie, you know, in terms of a rating, I landed on, on like a soft six. It was entertaining enough, but I wanted to bring it up because, when we watched it, so there there are certain movies that Meg and I will watch together, right? And okay. she, she loves horror movies, and this was one that you know we kind of held off uh, until after the wedding was over and all that stuff. Later in the week, we were like, okay, we're gonna watch *Conjuring* tonight. So we you know, we, we ordered dinner, had our dinner, sat down with a couple of drinks, and watched *Conjuring*, right? So we watched the movie, and this is gonna be a spoiler for the *Conjuring* three, but it's just it's really funny. So <laughs> I'm gonna freaking <forget laughs> off. Um, so the movie ends on this really kind of like nice sweet note where Ed Warren you know he's, he's he's bringing Lorraine Warren out to I guess their backyard to show her what looks like a like a gazebo that he built right, right yeah, yeah. and it's it it's this nice note where like you know the the story is resolved the two of them will go on living their lives and they're still happy and all, all that stuff and as the credits start rolling Meg, Turns to me and she's just like, aw. Oh, so they didn't help that guy out at all. <laughs> Which was fucking great.
2: <laughs> no, they did not. Oh my god. Yeah, they solved no. some other murders. They solved other, you know, shit. Right, <laughs> right, <to> right,
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, the one, <laughs> the one thing they resolved was like in the middle of the fucking movie. Yeah, nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit of a letdown. But uh, you know, I like I said, I'll watch if they make another movie with the Warrens, I'll watch another movie with the Warrens because they're great. So, all right. Um, all right. So the next thing I saw, I posted something about this. I think it was last weekend in the group. Uh, but I watched the Bo Burnham special, Inside. Um, yes. Okay. Did you see this?
2: I actually did start okay. watching it. Okay, so we uh, this happened to come downstairs, and Jess and TJ had started watching it. So we watched it straight through for about an hour, mm-hmm. and uh, two things happened. One, uh, the NBA playoffs were starting, and I was yep. kind of getting a little antsy, and I wanted to watch that. Sure. And two, he started a song about sexting. And, you know, yes well, TJ's is getting older but he is still 14 and I was like yeah. oh, okay can we can we do NBA playoff now and Jess was like right. yeah so we had, uh, we cut it off right there I don't know where that is in the special yeah. but I did get the feel of every single segments going to be a song that's where it was
3: <laughs> yeah so it, that's that's his thing I mean Bo Burnham mm-hmm. is a, he's a songwriter so mm-hmm. um, all right so so my my experience with Bo Burnham I I discovered him right when he started putting videos on YouTube um, this okay. was I think 15. Maybe even 16 years ago, and at the time, I was like, oh, "This is you know, so a couple of the songs were were catchy." I, I, he's got one called "I'm Bo Yo," and it was like this this rap song that he plays on a keyboard, and I was like, oh, "That's pretty clever," but at the same time, it's like, "Yeah, oh, this is fucking you know, like 15 year old kid on a keyboard on YouTube." I don't, I don't give a shit about this, right? Right, right, right? So I know that he's had a couple of comedy specials, and he showed up on that. Um, that series from a few years back the Green Room. I don't know if you ever watched that um, but it was like it's almost like a, actually a, a podcast for comedians at the time where the the host Paul Provenza would have on like you know a bunch of different people in the comedy world and they'd have like an hour conversation I think it was on Showtime ran for a couple of seasons mm-hmm. And there was this one clip where it's Ray Romano um, Mark Marin, Fuck, who else? Um, A couple other prominent comedians you'd know, and then, oh, Judd Apatow's there, and then Bo Burnham's there. And it's a clip of Bo Burnham performing one of his songs called Art is Dead, and as he's performing the song, the way the the show is filmed is it's like, it's these comedians sitting in the middle of a room with the audience sitting in recliners all around them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a room full of maybe 100 people. But as you're looking in the audience, you see like, oh, Ron Jeremy's in the audience. Oh, uh, fucking, um, oh, oh God, what's, what's the guy, the guy who wrote, the the guy who created all in the family, um, fuck, he's a famous producer, older guy, Neil something, Noel something, um, fuck, fuck, in any case, he's in the audience, there's this, like, crazy cross-section of people, and then Bo Burnham performing this song, and he's got the whole room, and all, the other comedians are just, like, in awe of this kid, right, so I remember seeing that and being like, ah, oh, okay, he's he's got something. Obviously, he showed up in Funny People years ago. Um, inside the movie Funny People, there was a series called Yo Teach. Bo Burnham was one of the cast members oh, yeah. in Yo Teach, yeah. right?
2: right? Norman and Lear, by the way. Norman Lear.
3: Norman Lear. That's it, Norman Lear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the other thing that kind of clued me into Bo Burnham was my 365 movie challenge. I watched 8th Grade a few months ago. And I was... Fucking impressed. I was just like, This is I don't know. This is I, I never would have expected this kid to have this kind of perspective, right? Um and then he popped up in Promising Young Woman. And I was more interested. So when the special popped up, I was like, oh,
2: is, is he is he
3: He's the boyfriend. Him? No the, way, the, that's him? Yes, that's Bo Burnham. Yes
2: Oh my God.
3: Yes. So I, 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 after I saw eighth grade and promising young woman, I'm like, all right, I'm going to pay attention to whatever this guy does next. Right. So inside comes out. And yes, you know, his specials are he's, he's a musician. Um, he's, he's a comedian. He's, he's sort of in like a weird middle ground of those two things. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: But everything he writes is original. And, and, you know, he, he's, he's very clever with wordplay. But I, you know, I got to tell you, I was always annoyed with him. Uh, Like I thought that. Every, a lot of what he says, the way he speaks and stuff, just got grating to me. Um, right. Then I watched Inside, and I am a massive Bo Burnham fan now. I think this is maybe the only, like, I I don't know. Maybe this is, like, extreme hyperbole, but mm-hmm. I feel like every generation has a handful of artists that are the artists of that generation. This feels like the only guy in the millennial Category, who is actually like he has awareness of the bullshit of millennials, and and he's right. he's actually making comedy specials that are like they're commenting on the world and his comedy and his role in it and our role as an audience. Like there's there's just so many fucking layers to what this guy's doing, yeah. and inside was was like incredible. I mean i I, I couldn't believe. And, and granted, when I was watching it. The first, I don't know, 45 minutes, I was like, okay, these are songs, and here we go, and blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. There is some dark shit in that special. Like, there is shit in there that I wasn't expecting to see or hear about, and then it pops up in these ways, and you're just like, fuck, man. I, it's it's a unique thing. I, it's it's kind of unfair to call it a comedy special. It, it is, like, but it isn't. Um, are
2: they songs? Is that got Like, at some dark songs
3: or So so I mean you can probably figure it out but the whole con, you know conceit of the special is that he filmed it during the pandemic right by himself he did all of it by himself filmed it produced it wrote the songs performed the songs everything okay Yes there are moments in the songs that get a little bit dark but it he captures a lot of like feelings and emotions of the past year mm-hmm. I just didn't, I, I don't know, I didn't expect it. I, I didn't expect him to have this kind of, of uh, I don't know, like emotional weight to his stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and for the songs, I, and again, you haven't, if you've only gotten up to the sexting song and you haven't gotten to some of my favorites, yeah. some of the songs are fucking awesome. Like, like, he's a really good songwriter, really good hooks. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of Hamilton in a way, where, where there are some songs that I just haven't been able to stop listening to. They've been phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, I, I love this thing. Um, I don't know if it's for everybody. I, I really don't. I think that if you just kind of can't get past him and, and how he's been as an artist up to this point, you know, and his style, there is still some of that in this special. But I think the self-awareness of where he is and ultimately, like, where this special goes and how it ends yeah. It's very interesting. I, I, and again, same thing I said at, at eighth, you know, after eighth grade. I can't wait to see whatever he's going to do next because I feel like whatever it is is going to be different than what anyone else is doing. It just feels that way, you know. Um, so I'm, blown,
2: I, I'm bl- blown away that that he was in. Uh, he's that fucking boyfriend dude and yeah, uh, promising young woman. Yep. Um, I will, I will say this. I like, I, I totally see where you coming from, and I can see the potential there. Um, like I said, I kind of walked in on it and mm. then kind of tapped out abrupt, as abruptly as I walked in. But sure. the one song, I'm going to FaceTime my mom tonight, yes, yes. <laughs> was, was where I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this later without yes. you know TJ around or anybody around. Because I'm going to FaceTime my mom tonight was so on the nose of my yes. life right now. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, Um so those are that's a good one. There's one called "Welcome to the Internet." It, it, I swear it's it's fucking brilliant. He in one song he basically encapsulates the insanity of the internet with this like catchy, dark, fucked up lyrics. <laughs> I it's it's great. And then there's another one that he does called um, "All Eyes on Me." That shit is oh, I'm There's so many good ones. And and the crazy thing too is like it's a range of genres like. Right, right, right. Uh, obviously, he's he's putting together all the music, and, and you know, there's like there's a hip hop song, then there's like, uh, th- th- there's like a you know, like like a like a singer songwriter acoustic guitar kind of thing that he does. Then there's you know this the, the Welcome to the Internet song sounds like it would be played at a fucking carnival, you know, <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it's such a wide range of stuff. And then the other thing that you know, when you finally watch this, you should you should keep an eye out for always keep in the back of your head that he's the only person filming this so like the camera choices that he makes and the the, the multitude of things that he does in this one room is really fucking impressive I mean mm-hmm. in an hour and a half the shit that there's an entire song called white women's Instagram where he's making mm-hmm. fun of every
2: everyone's Instagram oh, yep. okay yep.
3: so that he actually physically recreates all of that shit in oh. that room
2: that's amazing too. The shit that he does. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Yeah.
3: There's there's all kinds of cool stuff like that. I mean, I mean stuff where like he's interacting with a fake audience. There are moments where he's talking to the camera. Like, there's just there's a lot. It's it's just unique. It's, it's very unique. I feel like it will always be a unique thing and, and an interesting timepiece of like if you were gonna go, you know, thirty years from now, what was okay. the pandemic like? I feel like you could show somebody this and it would get to some of the – some of what it felt like, you know. Um, right, 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 right. Yeah. So I don't know. I really loved it. It was 8 on 10 for me. Uh, I, I, I'm i loving the soundtrack. I, I keep listening to it. ton of fun. A ton of fun. So,
2: That's hilarious. I love yeah. that you compared it to Hamilton. Because like, obviously when everyone watches Hamilton and they like it, they, they right. immediately get the soundtrack and they just right. fucking sing the songs all day. Right,
3: <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Um, and then the only other one that I wanted to mention was, uh, it was something that was on a Jack Attack Tuesday a few weeks ago, and I didn't say much about it um, because I thought we were going to do a, a binge bites and then it hasn't quite worked out yet. So I just didn't want to let too much time go by. Um, but it's a documentary called Blue Code of Silence. Um, so this is a documentary about the, um, and I'm going to look up the name of the guy here because it's kind of important to have that so let me just find this Blue coat of Silence so it came out in 2020 um, a policeman named Bob Bob Lucy and this guy he's known as being one of the biggest rats in uh, basically like New York City police history but this is the guy who the film um, Prince of the City is based on so okay. um the reason that this popped up on my radar is because one of my friends, uh, one of my close friends, actually co-directed the movie. His name's Greg Malazzi. Um, oh. But this is streaming on a service. Oh, where is it streaming? I know that they're they're trying to work out a distribution deal for this. Um, it's not Canopy. It's something else. It's like True, truly something like that. In any case, anybody listening to this, if you ha- if you can't find it, just DM me and I'll I'll find the service for you. But um, okay. pretty good documentary. Um, I didn't know it at the time, but this guy was a professor at the University of Rhode Island for a while. Actually, what, when I went to University of Rhode Island, um, oh, wow. but really cool to see the you know the 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 truth, or or at least this guy's recounting of events and how he's seen as a as a rat and, you know, spoke out against corruption in the police and all this other stuff. When, you know, some of the other talking heads in the documentary actually bring up the fact that like he was scamming people too. It's just that he decided to turn and got away with what he got away with because of that. And it's kind of an interesting documentary. Um, I definitely recommend it. If you can get your hands on it, it's, it's a pretty good watch. It's only like an hour twenty too. So, um, and obviously if you've seen Prince of the city, you get the real story here. Uh, which is also kind of cool. So, might be up your alley, but...
2: Hmm.
3: Well, yeah. Good stuff there.
2: Fucking write that down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what's the the last one? Uh,
3: well, the last one I watched is a Pixar film, um, called Luca. So, Luca.
2: Yeah, it's, um, it's a weird, weird world we're living in right now when, uh, Thursday comes around, and I'm like, oh, that's coming out tomorrow? Like, yeah. I had no idea, like, the, the newest Pixar film was coming yeah. out uh, yeah. straight to streaming. And I was just, you know, like, I don't, we don't have theaters right now. It's like, nothing's fucking grand for me right now. Like, nothing's, uh, I have no anticipation for everything, because I don't even know. It doesn't even matter if it's coming out. If, actually, I have less anticipation for movies coming out now if they're going straight to theater, because I can't even see them, right? right. You know, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Fuck that movie, yep. But Luca just just happened to pop up, so it was like a an instant for me. It was just like all right, we're doing this in the pool, so we're gonna you know what better movies, right? <clears throat> yeah. <I> Watch Jaws. <coughs> Sorry. Oof. <coughs> Sorry. Oh shit! i watched Jim Jaws. Um, it. I think we did uh, Jaws, and we did another one last year. I don't know if it was Jaws two. Yeah, it was Jaws two. Nice. Anyways, um, Luca. Pixar's latest um, animated fucking hmm. phenomenon. They used to be phenomenons. That's what like, like, you get. What I'm saying, like this didn't. Yeah. have the normal hype of a Pixar film. This, di- yeah.
3: So, so before we talk about the movie itself, fucking, I had I had no idea this was coming out this week. I, I don't <laughs> know. I, I mean, it, obviously, it was on my radar. I heard about it at some point, but I, I, there's been no hype for it. I mean, I. I listen to a handful of movie podcasts during the week. I follow a couple, you know, movie channels on YouTube. I I like to think that I stay on top of this shit. I had no fucking clue this was coming out. It just wasn't anywhere. I didn't see, I mean, I don't see ads for anything, but like nobody was talking about it. Even after it's come out, I haven't seen anybody talking about it really. So,
2: yeah, honestly, nothing. Like, no. I saw Empire reviewed it. Uh, That's it, though. Like, no one else has uh, fucking apparently seen this film.
5: Yeah, it's real strange. Um,
2: I don't know. Okay, so we we got in the pool uh, about ten o'clock at night. Waited till it was dark because I had it on the projector on yeah. the side of the house, and um, you know it's it's an atmosphere thing, right? Like, uh, sure. This is the first. This is the first movie that like new movie that I'm watching in the pool. Like I said, we've done the Jaws movies and that, and that's just I can get fucking blasted and not care because I know every word of the film. Sure. But this is a this is a new Pixar film, so this is exciting. Mm. So all the kids are very pumped up. And, and fucking way too fucking noisy in the pool. I had to yell at him a bunch of times. I just want to fucking watch Luca. Shut the fuck up. Let me watch the movie. Sure. Um, Okay, so uh, Luca is about (sighs) underwater creatures, mermen if you will. Uh, Mm. They're often referred to as sea monsters in the movie by humans. Uh, Mm. They're just like a family of fish like people that live underwater and specifically this one kid named Luca who is very almost Nemo-ish if you will. He's helping out his community, he does this and that, and he stays very tight with his parents, and he doesn't stray too far from home. One day, he eventually uh, he finds a clock underwater. Like an old wind-up fucking kind of clock, right? Mm -hmm. The hands and everything, and he doesn't know what it is, and that kind of leads him to meeting this new character, who comes down and says, uh, who we saw at the beginning of the film, scared these boaters into dropping all this stuff into the water, and that's where is that Luca found. This new character comes in and kind of takes Luca under his wing and shows him that they can go on land and they can become normal people when they're on land as long as they're dry. And uh, that opens up, obviously, a, a brand new world to Luca. Everything is so interesting to him and he's finding out all these things that uh, he loves, uh, specifically like learning about the stars and learning about Vespas and uh, mm. uh, meeting all these humans and, and interacting with them. And it's a whole new world to um, so it's basically the whole entire story is uh, what I just said, him having these new experiences, but also them, him and his new friend. Uh, what, what is his friend's name? I can't fucking uh, El Alberto. Alberto. Yeah. Um, kind of hiding their identity. So they have yeah. to go. They, they end up meeting the protagonist of the film, who is this fucking kind of like uh, 20-something-year-old fucking obnoxious asshole that, mm. that partakes in this, this race uh, for kids. And ends up winning every year and everything. He has the Vespa. They all want Vespa. He, like you know, everyone wants a Vespa, and uh, they sure. want to beat him in the race. So I can't help but, um, as I'm watching it, we're all calling out. Everyone in, in the pool, the whole family, we're all calling out what the movie reminds us of at any certain point, right? Sure. So here's a handful of movies that like that we called out during the day. At one point, it's you know, it's it's uh, Little Mermaid, obviously. They, mm-hmm. Very easy to connect with the Little Mermaid. It's um, it's like uh, Cars, right? The, the fucking race. Yeah. Um, there's like... Um, what the fuck else is there? Uh, there's like... Um, oh my god. There was other fucking Pixar anime movies that we were all over this. And I can't think of them right now. Um, they're pulling from a lot of places here. Yeah. A lot of different movies to make this, to make this one movie. Now, I don't know how... You, Jack, I have no idea how you feel about this and I'm sure. totally going to let you go on about it afterwards. I feel like this is very very much Pixar light. like this is this is not as heavy like as a Inside Out Um, it's not um, as heavy as like a Wally or an Up or any like any of those films it doesn't have the characters that pull you in like something like a Toy Story Hmm. who could have a lesser story but you're still involved because you love those characters or a Monsters Inc or even if you like Cars Cars. So it's hard to put this anywhere near the top of Pixar films for me because it's, it's okay, and there are some funny moments. Uh, the grandmother sleeping, by far, got the, the loudest laugh out of our mm. family. Um, but there it's just so light, and it's so simple, and it's so kind of bland for me that I was just like, I was a tad bit disappointed by it. It's fine, it's good, but you watch something like, mitchell's versus of the machines right and you just see the amount of fucking like just imagination that went into that fucking story right, right. and you go to something like luca the greatest animation stu- the fuck it there's an argument to be made the greatest studio in the history of time yeah and it just doesn't seem up to par from it
3: yeah um i i agree with you I did a little bit of thinking about this though, and mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out why. Like, what's what is it about this movie that's lacking, right? And I started putting together the things that bothered me. Number one, and I know that this is a kids' movie and it's animated, but it's weird to me that there's no explanation for the fact that the mer people can like just become humans when they're dry. That's it's very strange. It's it's like a there's something about that that's odd to me that they can just like transition under the right conditions, you know? Well,
2: isn't isn't that kind of like the toys can talk when humans aren't allowed? Is it, isn't that just something you have to accept, or, I guess? I,
3: I guess I had trouble accepting it, uh, you know? Okay. It just didn't... It felt to me like a weird thing. Like, okay, so, so that's a good example. In Toy Story, the toys can talk when people aren't in the room. Yeah. I think I have a connection to that because when you're a kid, I think a lot of yeah, yeah, kids yeah. think that, you know? Right. But yeah, I don't... Whatever. I can't think of like a specific piece of like sea monster lore that says they they're only a sea monster when they're when they get wet like that's it's just odd to me and it's like well, unexplained right
2: isn't that um, kind of uh the mermaid lore like isn't like because splash say splash like she 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 was human when she was out of the water right I mean, Honestly,
3: I I don't remember anything from Splash. So if that's a regu- if that's a mermaid thing, then that's my mistake. I, I don't know. I don't know.
2: I mean, I'm only pulling off Splash. So sure. <laughs> I don't know sure. But, well, okay, but if that's
3: on, but that's a popular movie. If that's a common thing, yeah. then I don't I'm not aware of it. So I guess okay, I don't know right. as much about mermaids, right? But
2: right. But I mean, she just got legs. It's not like her whole right. body wasn't filled with scales. You know, she's right. a normal person right. on the on the upper half. Right.
3: So that's a little weird to me, right off the hop. And then. I don't know if you got this impression, but I got it massively. So the the little bit that I heard about Luca, maybe a year ago, was that Disney was toying with the idea that this was going to be the first gay movie in the Pixar catalog with with like a a gay character. Oh, wow. And if you watch this movie, right, you have characters who like come out of the water and transition, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the most important relationship in the movie is Luca and Alberto and it's very it's the focus of everything in the movie like right especially the the ending is emotional because like he's leaving his friend right and they're both got tears in their eyes and all this stuff and then you know a couple years ago there was a movie called call me by your name which was about a gay romance in an Italian villa it seemed right. very much like that's what this movie was at some point oh And maybe I'm way off base, but I think that they were maybe going down that road and then Disney pulled the plug on it and said, take that out, get the movie out, and let's just cut our losses. I don't know. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like this movie's incomplete. The best Pixar movies, you know, if it's inside out or if it's up, they have these fantasy elements, but they're tied into the characters somehow. They're tied into the theme of the movie. The, the fact that they're sea monsters means nothing to the actual story of the movie, which is incredibly small potatoes to begin with, right? I mean, there's yeah. th- there's nothing about, you know, uh, becoming who you are or learning who you are or accepting that. There's, there, there is an interesting through line when they say something uh, like, uh, you know, I am what I am and no matter what I do, some people just aren't going to like me and that's okay, right? Right. But there isn't enough in the movie that serves that. You know, because because at a certain point, that isn't the lesson that the town, the people in the town learn. The lesson that the people in the town learn is that sea monsters are actually okay, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So to me, this felt like Pixar was trying to do something unique. Somebody told them not to, and then they just pushed the movie out. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off on that, but it it sure feels like that to me because I don't know. What else is in this movie outside of outside of that, really? Um,
2: but I mean, you bringing that up, I mean, it really. I mean, whether it's true or not, I mean, you can't help but think about that when you watch this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um I mean, yeah. That that that. Oh my God, that would explain so much. You know what I mean? It does exactly. feel not unfinished. I. I just un—it's unrounded out, like you know, what I mean? like, it's unfleshed out. There's so right. much here, that and you're right. The the sea monster thing in the end doesn't matter. Because mm. I remember watching the last scene, and there's a scene where where Luca is on a train and he hangs his head out the window and he turns into a sea monster. I'm like, what is that? What does that represent? it's right. not representing anything? Right. right. I don't understand the point of the whole scene. Like, I get that he's going to. Uh, new places to experience new things and learn about stuff, but what does what does is, what is it matter if he hangs his head out and turns into a sea monster?
3: Right, At and I guess end, we should like have said earlier that land. this is like massive spoilers. So fucking sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but, but you know, whatever. But you're right. Like it, it yeah. just doesn't matter. You just, I mean, it does, it sets up some decent moments in the film where you 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 know you get a little bit on edge because oh my god, is who's going to find out? Who's going to find out? Who's going to find out? Right. But overall, them being sea monsters doesn't play in to what the film's about. It doesn't.
3: Yeah. yeah. There, there's and nothing about that that serves any theme points, uh, lesson. Like, what's the gimmick. lesson? Yeah. It's a gimmick. Total gimmick. Total gimmick. Now,
2: just now, if I were... spit up those moments.
3: Of... Right. Okay, so, like, take a step backwards, right? Let's say... I were, I, you know, now I know that this was originally a movie about like, maybe, maybe the first gay character in Pixar, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can see where a sea monster, a merman coming out of the water and transitioning to something else. Ah, there's a, there's something there, right? You could, you could work on that. Okay. Then the sea monster thing might actually have some use somewhere in the story. Um, you know, the, 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 like, there's there's pieces of it all over the place. And then the fact that, you know, Luke is hanging out with Alberto for the first time in this, like, uh, tower that Alberto's father left. Uh, I, I don't know. There, there's Why would Alberto's father leave him? Well, maybe it's because he can't accept his son because his son's gay, right? Like, right. you can kind of fill in the blanks if that was the story. And I feel like, I don't know if it's a better movie, I, I, honestly, but it just... It feels like the pieces are there yeah. and they bailed on it at some point. And that's fine. But it, it, I, I don't know. I, I would have gone in a different direction. I don't think that there's anything to this story outside of that if that was the intent. so the,
2: piece, the pieces are there. Yeah. And if you – just listening to you talk, if you think back of the movie, Alberto's flaming gay. Like he's yes. gay. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. He's completely gay. Because right. you see him get jealous – of Luca talking to the girl and spending too much time with the girl. And they kind of make you think that it's because Alberto likes the girl. But it's not. It's because right. he likes Luca. Like, he wants everything to do with Luca. And that's proven Correct. at the end. You know, he just wants to be there for him. He comes back and helps him. He right. pays for... Or, sorry, I don't want to spoil the entire movie. I'm sorry. No, but, well. he, but he helps him uh, get what he wants at the end of the film. And, right. yes, the pieces are there for Luca to realize... That relationship, but yeah. they don't do it. They substitute. I feel they substitute the schooling thing, right, for the gay thing,
3: right, right.
2: Oh, fucking
3: weird. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a. This is. I mean, I I haven't seen every Pixar movie. I haven't seen the Three Cars movies. I haven't seen the Good Dinosaur. This is like
2: unquestionably the worst one I've seen. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's not. It's 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 really not close for me. I don't. Well, oddly enough, oddly enough, this is this is better than the Good Dinosaur. It's better than Cars, two. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't like Cars one and three, but it's 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 right around them. It it, it is. It's at the bottom of the. It's at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Enjoy. It's okay. It's there's some laughs. It's fun to look at. I love the. I, I did like the Italian setting. I like that whole yep. aspect of the film. Yep. Uh, I liked, um, you know, the visuals of the, the city and, uh, and I, all the people that carry. They're
3: they're masters of that. I mean, vi- you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah, special yeah. effects are incredible. Uh, weird that this is the second animated film featuring Maya Rudolph as a mother. It's a little strange. It was
2: Maya Rudolph. We were fucking talking about yeah. that during the movie. I'm like, is that Maya Rudolph?
3: Yeah, it's super
2: fucking weird. But, huh? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the, the Gaffigan thing was just like hilarious. To me. Oh, yeah. That, like he's literally Jim G- Like It's like this animated person's playing Jim Gaffigan because it's yeah. just Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
3: um, but, yeah. Okay. So, think about... All right. So, this is another thing that bugged me, right? So, again, spoilers, but we're fucking way beyond the pale here. So, <laughs> so, the parents come out of the water to go and find their son, Luca. Right. And their plan for finding their son, Luca, is to just find whatever kid they can and push him in the water... So yeah. like what's the plan? You're a sea monster, you know they hate you. So you're gonna go up to kids, push them in the water, and possibly risk revealing like yeah. <laughs> that you're a sea monster. Like how what, what's I don't know. What's the plan? its <laughs>
2: like, so it this, just Yeah. Uh, you know. This is an example too of also of, of us being such big Pixar fans, Jess and I am talking about is sure. that the exact scene you're talking about, when the, when the parents come out of the water and they immediately know how to walk. Okay, so this is set up mm. earlier in the film. When Luca first comes out of the water, he has no idea how to walk. Right. And it's funny. It's a funny scene. You know, he's, he's trying to learn how to walk. Alberto's fucking talking him through it. Um, he's never been out of the water. He doesn't know what it. Right. So the parents come out of the water and they immediately are able to walk. And mm. I'm saying, how, do, how can they walk so quick? And Jess is like, oh, watch. They've been out of the water. You know, mm. and like she's digging deep, right? Because she knows Pixar. She's right. like, there's something going on here where they no, none of that pays off. Absolutely right. nothing. They just right. walked out of the water and they were fine. That was it. And that's that's what I'm talking about. That yeah. level of detail and or depth to this story is non-existent. It's it's right. a fucking it's a front page fucking like kitty book. That's all it is. It's like yeah. every page is a new little quip and a and a funny animation, and that's all this movie is. There's nothing, there's no, there's no Pixar fucking heart or soul to this film.
3: Yeah, totally agreed. Totally agreed. And it, yeah, I, I can't say it enough. It, once I, once I knew about the the gay angle, the fact that it's not there, it, it, I think it was supposed to be. I, I don't know. Uh, it totally tracks, but.
2: Did you go back and look to see if that was an actual thing? Because I'm going to now.
3: <laughs> I rem- Like I said, this was a year ago, maybe. I mean, some yeah. probably sometime over the pandemic. I remember reading about it, and then it was just in the back of my head. And when I went to watch the movie, I'm like, oh, this was supposed to be, the you know, the, the gay Pixar movie. So... Yeah. I figured, you know, that I, I kind of had that in the back of my head. And sure as shit, man, I thought it was going in that direction. And then it doesn't, but it kind of does. And it just felt like they pulled their punches. And I haven't, uh, honestly, I haven't had time to look up anything about it since then. But it just, I, I think, uh, I, maybe I'm way off. But I do think that that's what happened. I think that they were going to do it. They got cold feet, pulled it for some reason, dumped it on Disney Plus, And we got what we got, so...
2: Yeah. It makes it just, it makes a lot of sense. It just it just yeah. does. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think you just pulled that out of your ass. I totally believe no. that somewhere or another you, you read that.
3: Yeah, oh yeah. No no I'm um yeah. So so yeah, okay. uh, so, uh rating. Um Yep. Uh, four on ten. Easy four on ten. Four on ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it was it was okay, but it was just it, it felt fucking incomplete to me. So
2: all right, I'll go. I'll go. Soft five. I mean, it's. Mm. I don't. I don't hate it. Like I said, mm. a lot of this had to do with the atmosphere of watching this. Ethan. Yeah. Ethan. My my middle child just he fucking loved it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the cat is a big deal to my kids. Oh yeah. Like, the, yeah. The cat had a fucking mustache, and once I pointed that out, <laughs> that's all they talked about. was Like. <laughs> pretty well, they pretty that, funny. Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um it's an easy five on 10 for me. I mean, just, just for the atmosphere and watching it in the pool and shit like that, but that's always going to bump it up a little bit. No matter what, sure. I, I could watch, I could watch, uh, the room in the pool. And it'd be like a fucking seven on 10. Oh,
3: phenomenal. <laughs> 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 All
2: right. All right. So let me review this last film and get the fuck out of here. So I'm not going to, I'm I'm going away on vacation next week. I'm not going to be around for, uh, I believe this comes out next week. Am I right? Uh, Fast and Furious 9 F9 if you will
3: Oh, oh boy Oh boy
2: So I got uh, You know I got I'm not, I'm not, I had an opportunity To watch it early So I'm gonna give my uh, Two cents Before I cool. go away And uh, let the boys Fucking battle it out Next week if they go see it I don't know I think uh, Alex is gonna see it Because he's in the Full retro mode I don't know if Pete Gives a fuck about any of these movies He does not so, actually I know that for a fact mm. So he might just watch it Just because Fox does But other than that I don't know Anyways mm. Here's my two cents I don't get it. Okay. I don't get why there is such a gigantic fucking base for these films. Mm. Um, so I watched this with TJ. This explains okay. a lot to me as I'm watching it, to explaining the entire franchise to TJ. Right? He's, this is the first one he's ever watched. Well, he watched Hobbs and Shaw. That doesn't count. Okay. So this is the first actual Fast and Furious movie that he's watched. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to explain to him what's happened. And I don't know. I'm making a lot of shit. Like I literally, I don't remember. Have, I know Charlize Theron. Yeah, she was in a couple movies ago. Oh sure. the Asian guy, he was in the like the third movie, but it was just him and oh, this other white guy that he shows up with the rocket, and they were in the movie together. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Walker was in uh, part two with uh, Tyrese. He was the main guy in part two, but now he's just like. He's the fucking walking joke of the series where he's just stupid and doesn't do anything. He was yeah. literally the Vin Diesel of part two. I'm trying to explain all this to DJ. And I sound like an asshole. I sound like an <laughs> asshole just talking about the series overall. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Me trying to. He's like, well, what was part one? Were they, Were they like government operatives? I was like, no. They're just, they're fucking street racers robbing mm. banks. Paul Walker's a cop. He fucking—he hasn't seen Point Break, so I couldn't use that reference. True. I mean, Paul Walker's a cop. He fucking you know, goes undercover. He fucking gets involved with them. And they're best friends. And that's you know, everything. He fucking—he marries Vin Diesel's sister, and they right, have a kid and right. I mean, It's just—it's a fuck. It's unbelievable, Jack. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, I'm sick of myself talking about it, and I, I'm trying to make sense of it all. Every scene that pops up in this movie, he's like, "Where'd they get those cars?" I, yeah. <laughs> where, 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 where um how does she know how to fly a stealth fucking thing i i, don't, I, I have no idea <laughs> and that's all I, the, the, every movie i watch of this yeah it's just yeah. like they, they they all they, they get in the team back together at the beginning they get on a plane right and then vin diesel shows up at the very last moment because he's gonna go with them so they get on a plane the next scene they all have their own cars driving down the side of a mountain and where how'd they get them Right. How'd they, how'd they get, how did Tyrese get a tank? What right. is going on? I don't understand <laughs> anything about these films. And I guess you're not supposed to. But here's the thing. How is there 11... I think there's 11 of these movies. This is Fast 9, but I think there's... I, I just read somewhere. There's like 11 fucking and Furious movies. So there's Hobbs and Shaw. What's the other one? I don't, I think, I don't nah, know that I No, I think right.
3: there's 10. I think Hobbs and Shaw's the only one so okay, far. Okay, sure.
2: There's 10. There's 10 fucking movies of like this. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. I it's dumb. I don't... Okay, so this movie, Jack. Now you've seen all. Of, have you seen all the other ones?
3: Have I seen all of them? Uh, I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. I think I've seen all the others.
2: Okay. All right. So, do you have? Are you anticipating this?
3: Uh no, no. Okay. I, I mean, I, okay. So, so my <laughs> awareness of these movies. Uh, the first one's one of the first DVDs I ever bought. Okay, so mm-hmm. I loved watching that back in the day, but I haven't seen it in probably 15 years at this point. Um, uh. Oh you know what I haven't seen a few of them I haven't seen 2 and 3 or 4 But then when Fast 5 was coming out The Rock was in it So I was interested and then it came out And it was the shit and I think you guys talked about it On the podcast and I was like I gotta watch this And then I watched it and it's like I I fucking love that movie It's stupid and what I don't care Like it doesn't matter The Rock shows up in that movie and he is the fucking Hulk Like it's almost as if every step he takes The ground shakes underneath his steps It's fucking awesome you
2: know um, so is that the one where they, the bank vault, they dragged the yes. bank vault through the street? Okay, okay. Yes. So that's the one I, I kept referencing to T. I was just like, this, yeah. this, then this happened and right. everything changed. <laughs> right.
3: Uh, six, I thought was kind of a dud. Seven, James Wan directed that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that's also the one where where The Rock, he's he's like, uh, I am the cavalry. And he's like holding <laughs> he's holding like a minigun off of a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the shit. Um. <laughs> Eight I thought was fucking lame uh it just didn't work for me i don't, I don't care about these movies, but they're definitely it's one of the few franchises that when it comes out, I always take my dad to see it in the theater, and it's generally a good time you know, so it's one of those like maybe we'll hit it up tomorrow we'll see or or yeah, well, next week whenever it comes out
2: so yeah i'm I'm exact same as you I feel like these are these movies are made for my dad they're just Yep. mindless action and that okay so exactly. as i'm watching this i'm i'm just kind of like every bit like so th- this is unbelievably boring this movie like i can yeah. i i i don't even understand how this is an action film to be honest with you like it's nothing like the other fast and furious movies that i remember cuz i do remember the the bank vault being dragged through the street and like that you know what i mean yeah. and i and i remember it being such a big set piece and such a long moment in the film it defines that film for me. There's nothing that defines this film for anybody in my eyes. It is utterly boring. It is so many flashbacks. It is flashbacks within flashbacks. Wait, you, get, you get one <laughs> flashback, and then someone else comes in during the flashback and gives another... It's a double flashback!
3: All right, it's all right, it's hold,
2: unprecedented. Hold I don't understand what's happening.
3: This movie is two and a half hours long.
2: Oh my god! Jack, I'm
3: I'm not watching this movie. I can tell you right
2: now, I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> so, so okay, obviously, obviously, there's big set pieces. Every sure. single huge action set piece has at least one moment. Mostly a dozen, but at least one moment where you were so taken out of it by its. Fucking ridiculousness! That you're just like, what? Why are they're just doing this to be more extravagant than the last action scene they did in the last movie? It's so dumb, Jack. The the, the whole premise of this movie, and, and I'm not spoiling anything with the magnets because it's in all the trailers. Okay, mm. do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen a trailer? Uh, no, I don't. I don't really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Okay. Let me I, don't I, I don't care. I don't care. There's this whole thing with magnets in this this movie, okay? Like, these giant, like, fucking humongous magnets that can obviously, uh, you know, pull cars certain ways. into. uh, This is their big thing in this movie, right? Actually, I shouldn't say that because there's something even bigger in this film that happens with uh, fucking Luda and and Tyrese Mm -hmm. that is so ridiculous that every time it comes back on screen... Not only did I forget it was happening, but I fucking audibly laughed a lot. I was just like, I can't believe I'm watching this fucking movie right now. Okay. This is the worst film I've seen this year, and it's not even close. Wow. And I've seen a dozen screeners, and you guys know what happens during these screeners. <laughs> this movie is fucking pure garbage. Pure garbage. Oh, man. Vin Diesel is absolutely the fucking worst actor working today. The entire premise of what he stands for and how he treats uh, his crew is utterly fucking ridiculous and disappointing. And I can't even get behind any of it. I fucking hated this movie. I hated it so much. And I get it. It's just mindless fun, and it's, you just gotta fucking accept it. And but the the people that are making this film are getting into their own heads. They're getting into their own heads and saying, well, yeah, people just want to want to see the most uh, ridiculous shit, so let's give them the most ridiculous shit. No, make a good movie. Make Do that first. Yeah. And then make – watch the Mission Impossible franchise for the yeah. love of fuck. If you want to strive so bad to be equal to them, put a little effort into watching what they do and making it not so much realistic but making it entertaining. What they're doing in this franchise is a fucking embarrassment. An embarrassment to action movies from now to the end of fucking time. This is fucking horrendous. I hate this fucking movie and I hate the people that fucking love this franchise. Mm. I do. It's fucking awful. Awful.
3: So uh, a few stats for you. Okay. So this is directed by Justin Lin. This is his fifth Fast and the Furious movie that he's directed, okay? So he, he directed three, four, five, and 6, okay? 5 to me seems like a fluke because I haven't seen 3 and 4, but between 5 and 6, I love 5. 5 is great. 6, I didn't think was so great. Um, beyond that, he actually directed one of my favorite Star Trek movies. He directed Star Trek Beyond from a few years ago. But, know. like, a bunch of TV outside of that and, I don't know, some uh, this Annapolis movie with James Franco. But,
2: uh, Listen, uh, Jack, this uh, is literally the definition of a director. And, and that's good. He did five. But that's yeah. also the worst thing that could have happened to him. Yeah. Because he he went he went fucking huge in that movie, right? He, he made it so different. I don't remember which one. Like, Tokyo Drift was either three or four. I don't fucking remember. It, and I don't sure. care at this point. I don't yeah. know. But... Five was the one where we're just like, what the fuck? Like, they they were just street racers. And all of a sudden, this is happening. And it was fucking, it was so much bigger than what we had seen before that everyone fucking lost their mind about it. And I get it. But that was the worst fucking thing that could happen to this director. Because he felt like he had to do it over and over and over again. Jack, if you can imagine the the cliche of all these fucking... uh, I don't want to spoil this for you, but I'm just, I'm just saying, listen, think about a movie series that goes on for so long and where everyone – and when people say, well, what are they going to do next? This, that this happens in this movie, okay? okay? That happens in this movie. All right. I think I know exactly what you're referring okay. to. <laughs> I, I feel like anyone that's watched these – like, I mean, that, that, that has watched a film series like this long – Knows what I'm talking about, it yeah because like in this movie
3: so they've been on water and they've been in the sky, mm-hmm. and they've been in cars and boats mm-hmm. and trains mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. planes and helicopters yeah. mm-hmm. so I feel like mm-hmm. there's another mode of transportation that could take them a bit farther <laughs> oh uh-huh, and I'm thinking maybe that's what you're referring to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: See, well, that sounds funny to me, though. <laughs> like, I, but it, that's the thing. It, it's, sure. it, if you want to be funny about it, fine. But they, they, they're selling this off like it's fucking important. Because you can't cut from what we're talking about right now back to a scene where fucking Vin Diesel's dealing with his past and his fucking relationship to John Cena and how mm. deadly serious it was to the fate of their father. Mm. You can't do both. Right. Both can't happen in the same fucking movie. Right. Be fucking ridiculous or be serious. Don't do both. It's fucking bullshit. Fuck this movie. I hate this movie.
3: Oh, my God. Uh, What's
2: what's the rating? Fucking two on (laughs)
3: time. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to see it now. (laughs) Oh. Oh, that sounds terrible. That sounds Ugh. fucking terrible.
2: I fucking hated this movie. I I couldn't believe how boring it was. I oh, I can't. I, so much fucking talking in dark rooms and planning and just it's just like it's so brutal. It's so mm. brutal. Oof. Oh,
3: fuck. Two and a half hours. Uh, that that's. It's okay. That's that's
2: dumb. That's dumb. This is this is TJ's first. Uh, I don't want to go on too long here, but this is TJ's first Fast and Furious movie, and I thought, <laughs> you know, he's gonna like this. This is fucking fun action. Sure. And at one point, I, I clicked on it to see how much time was left. And he's like, we're not even halfway done. Like this is this is this is brutal. Like, how is how is that an introduction to this series? Where in my mind, I'm thinking this t- like a 14 year old's gonna love this. He was yeah. fucking bored out of his mind on it. Ugh. Oh, fucking
3: terrible, terrible! And to think we could have
2: gotten it a year ago. What a shame. <laughs> I I can't wait to see what fucking what Pete's. Uh, Pete's not. Gonna... I don't think Pete's gonna see it, but I can't wait to see what you guys. I want to see what you think about it because now I know no. you're interested. And I, I'm I'm okay with me getting you to want to see how bad this is because sure. it's it's bad and you need to see how bad it is. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> it's very intriguing, I gotta tell you I, I did not give a shit about this movie Until this review <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and that's good, that's a good thing
3: uh, <laughs> Oh, shit ah, It's So oh. douchey You know, I was talking to my brothers About this the other day And how Vin Diesel Okay it, Such a weird trajectory for this guy You know, he, he's in He's in like breakdance videos in the 90s, like like in the early 90s, right? Yeah. He's a Juilliard-trained actor. Spielberg specifically writes the Caparzo role for him in Saving Private Ryan, right? For, for really, like, one scene. Right. And he... I'm always torn on Vin Diesel because I think, on the one hand, he's a very smart businessman. Like, every... Almost every... Uh, franchise? They're not franchises when he works on them, though. Almost every movie he makes, he tries to spin into a franchise. And he's done it successfully for a bunch of them, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... I'm, I'm looking through here. So he's got the Riddick movies, right? right. He's got Fast and the Furious, which he kind of willed his way into, like, a series, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the Triple X movies that he made into a series. Um, uh, what's this other one? Uh fuck. Uh... Oh my god! I'm uh, blinking on this shit, shit, shit. Obviously he's in guardians. Um, really? Okay, yeah. This other thing, the last witch hunter. He's trying. He's been trying to get a sequel to that going forever. Right, right, right. And then what was the other one? Fuck, Blo- bloodshot was that what it was? Yeah, bloodshot came out. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that he's trying to spin off into another series and a video game, and he's got his, his hands in like video games for Riddick and you know, obviously like pitch black stuff. He was, there was this uh, video game Wheelman with Vin Diesel back in the day. I think he does a pretty good job marketing himself. And he's smart enough to do everything he can to keep building franchises where he can, right? Mm-hmm. I think in that respect, he's he's kind of a, a smart businessman. He's not a great actor. He's not an interesting actor. He's not an actor that I cared to watch ever. But there are times where, like, I'm okay with him, but yeah. I'm just done with The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like, like this... It, basically, this is a film series that's started as a remake of Point Break, but it's actually a title that was taken from a fucking Roger Corman movie to do that. So, like, there is nothing original about, like, anything <laughs> that Vin Diesel does, and yet... He's just smart enough to like push his stuff to the front of the table and be like, "Yeah, but we do two more of these, bud." You know, whatever. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a there's a fucking writer in every one of his contracts, like also option a sequel, please or something. But
2: oh, it's gross. Uh, I wanted to see I wanted to see his uh, his filmography I just. I want to know if these movies were all in a row. So there's an you know he there's an interesting point in his career where I'm like. I'm fucking full out Vin Diesel Right? Sure So you go Iron Giant Sorry, you you go Saving Private Ryan Iron Giant Mm -hmm. Boiler Room Yeah Pitch Black Fast and the Furious Knock Around Guys That is That's a fucking great That's a career right there That is A great run Yep It's a great run Fast and Furious It got made fun of a lot Obviously because of the fucking Point Break thing and all that but that is a great fucking run. Okay? Agreed. Then we go Triple X, A Man Apart, uh, Chronicles of Fucking Riddick, uh, The Pacifier, Find Me Guilty, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, which he showed up for three seconds in, by the way. Right. Um, Babylon 80. Like, he, it just goes off the fucking rails right. after Knockaround Guys. Right. After Knockaround Guys, it's just, it's literally like, He like he's turns into what you're saying. He's just like, I'm a franchise. Like, I'm not just an actor. I'm a franchise. I'm a brand. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened to this guy. Yeah. Because the Iron Giant, Boiler Room, Pitch Black, Knock Around Guys, and Fast and Furious, that's fucking... That is a great run right there, man.
3: It's solid. It's a solid stark, you know? And honestly, Find Me Guilty is a pretty good movie. I mean, that's a Sydney... I think that might... I think it's Sidney Lumet's second to last movie. Is he
2: that's is he the lawyer in that movie?
3: He's he's defending himself. He's like a, oh. like a con man or a gangster or something. It's been a long time since I've seen that. But the guy who played Mo Green in the Godfather's in that, like that's a that's a pretty good movie. That's a pretty good performance. Okay. Right. Um, I don't know why he didn't do more stuff like that. But I, I think I think it's what, what I'm talking about. It's it's like even Babylon AD, right? Like you look at the one off movies that he's done. And you could totally see what he's trying to do. He's like, oh, okay. This is like a sci-fi concept. You know, if people like this world, then like maybe I could do another one. Last Witch Hunter is the same kind of thing where I I think he's like an immortal or something. Or he's like existing in two times where, I don't know, he's hunting witches in Salem and then like he's in modern – whatever the fuck it is. But you could see where he's trying to do like franchise shit, you know, sci-fi genre stuff. And it's like, whatever hits, maybe... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's douchey. It's fucking douchey. That's what it is.
2: I, I just remember watching... Like, I watching Pitch Black. I, like, I fucking absolutely love that movie. Absolutely yeah. fucking blew me away when I first saw it. I would tell everyone and anyone I could get fucking near to watch Pitch Black. I thought it was an absolutely great sci-fi movie. Yeah. And then I watched The Chronicles of Riddick, and I was just like, what in the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what, it, what? Like, this isn't even... This is like... I don't even understand what this is. This is awful.
3: Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I remember when I first saw that, I liked it. I was much younger. I watched it maybe five or six years ago, and I don't, I don't know what the fuck I liked. I mean, I, I didn't remember anything, but I was just like, this can't be the same movie that I thought was good at some point. Like, what the fuck? But it's weird. It's, it's a weird movie.
2: It. Amon's love for Triple X or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's so brutal.
3: I mean, Triple so X is shitty, but it's the same director as the first Fast and Furious. Uh, eh. I kind of got a soft spot in my heart for that movie. It's not good, but like, it's, it, whatever. I'm fine with it.
2: His tough guy, I mean, his tough guy mode peaked with um, knockaround guys for me. Let's yeah. just let it die there. He made yeah. a career out of that character after that. Yeah. What if I was knock Guys but Dominic Toretto? What if I was knock Guys but Xander <laughs> Cage? What if, if I was Knock-Around Guys but Riddick in an entirely different universe than the first movie? Uh, Look, let me, let me see if I can get Barry Pepper in F10, bro.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such a douche. My God. What? Right. Uh, you know what's funny? Actually, we'll, we'll run this Vin Diesel bullshit. Is it just me, or does Vin Diesel get way more attention for playing Groot than Bradley Cooper gets for playing Rocket? Am I crazy?
2: No, you're not crazy. Absolutely correct. I don't know what it is. Is it just because of the gimmick of him only having one line? (sighs) Because obviously Bradley Cooper has way better... I mean, everyone has way better dialogue, but Bradley Cooper has, you know, great dialogue with fucking Rocket. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's
3: just me, but it's fucking weird, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Fuck Vin Diesel. I guess that's what
2: I'm saying. Fuck him. Yeah, I don't get it either. Because, I mean, Rocket's even a better, way better character. Yeah. Way better character than Groot is.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever.
2: Whatever, bro.
3: I get Vin Diesel. Whatever, so. bro.
2: Yeah. It's all about yeah. the family, bro. Right, right, right. Dunk <laughs> that movie. Dunk. 210 and that's it. All right. Jack, thanks for hanging out in the fucking binge cast. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Good time. Um I don't know what's going on next week. Like I said, I won't be here. I think I think Jack, are you on the binge cast again next week? I
3: think I am.
2: Yeah. Oh shit. Is that
3: ne- what what's today? Yeah, I think I'm on next week. Yeah, so
2: do me a favor. Go see Faster Fury, <laughs> Fast Nine, and uh, I want to hear all your thoughts about it next week. Well, all right. all I'll,
3: right. I'll do my damnedest <laughs>
2: Alright um, oh, all right. for Jack For Moreno For fucking little Pete MC Who's doing a gig right now Sweating his bag off For a bunch of fucking Drunk white people <laughs> um, uh, Thank you for listening Tune in to the full binge Patreon.com slash binge media Five bucks a month The full binge this week Is absolutely fucking chaotic merry um, fuck kill A whole bunch of people Tom Cruise has a lot to do with a lot of things. It's really weird. Um, the, the, the Mary Fuck Kill this week is way more gay than Luca was. <laughs> well, I,
3: it's definitely going to be better then, so. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. all right. Um, that's it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
3: Peace.
0: Thank you for listening to the Benchcast on Benchmedia.net. To listen to The Full Binge, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Binge Media patrons will get access to The Full Binge. The Binge casts four-hour show on a private RSS feed, and they'll get it a full 24 hours before it hits the public RSS feed. Binge Media patrons also get other perks, so check us out at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to The Binge Media Podcast Network at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, The Full Binge.